Hey everybody, welcome to Video Game Apocalypse number 25! This is a momentous occasion! Is this like a wood anniversary? 25, y'all! It's, well, it was, it's like our silver anniversary. Silver, nice. Our silver surfer anniversary. Even though when Marvel had its 25th anniversary, it put fucking Spider-Man on there. Anyway, Ooh. this is Brett Elston. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is your host, Michael Raparos. With me in the kitchen studio are... Chris Antista. And... Uh, the ghost of Macho Man Randy Savage. And uh, Chris Savage. <laughs> or is there more frequently known, Tyler Wilde, Michael Grimm, and Dave Rudden. Uh, we've got an interesting show lined up today. Uh, we actually have a reason for those of you who've been complaining about the community segment to stick around for the community segment because we have something new you'll want to hear. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to just get right into our top five and because we're in sort of the middle of the year right now, I mean, seventh month is technically middle somewhere. Seventh um, son of a seventh son. Exactly. And that's how you get wizards. Yes. Well, we thought we'd take a look at the best games of the year so far, according to us. So without any further ado... Number five. I see you're awake now. Hi there. There are better places to take a nap than on the ground, you know. Give me your head. That is, of course, Napping Simulator 2013. Awesome. <laughs> it sounded like some weird erotica, like Emmanuel. It, it kind of does. You have to, you have I, to. It's interesting that that's the first place your mind went, is Emmanuel. You of all to... the erotica that is currently available, you go to the well, softcore a... series of Italian movies. Well, you know, I'm, t- I'm a 32-year-old, so my... Oh, okay. Yeah. Your that frame was, of reference is Cinemax circa 1992. I didn't even right. have Cinemax. I had the movie channel. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's, that was what it passed for erotic on the movie channel. But that, that is Fire Emblem Awakening, which That's came actually, out... On, you match Z to nap in the game. Yes, That's yes, it's true. That's, That's the entirety That's of the game. entire game right there, and it's brilliant. It's so great. It's so great. Mashing Z on a 3DS. That, that came out earlier this year and kind of surprised me because it was the first time I... I think, like a lot of people, it was the first time I ever played a Fire Emblem game. Mm. And Were you so desperate for a 3DS game? That this <laughs> is no, no, no. I played it because I, I was not into it at all. And like everybody I knew was like, oh, I, I need to get Fire Emblem. I'm going to download it. I need to get it right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it on Classic. I'm not going to play it on the newbie setting. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, and everybody kept talking about it. And that's like... I, I work with some editors formerly from Nintendo Power, and that was like all This may they, have shaded your interpretation. Yeah, once they got a hold of it, that was like all they talked about for like two weeks. So it's like, all right, I need to get my hands on this. So I downloaded it and played it. And it's like, this is the first JRPG that I've played in, well, probably since Final Fantasy X. And I absolutely loved it. Like, mm. it's, it's amazing. It sucked me in immediately. I really like... I mean, I mean for those who haven't played it, it's a top-down tactics game basically you're you're building an army full of anime characters and then putting them into fights against fantasy monsters and armies or whatever some characters are more tropey than others yeah that's true and one of the main draws is that the more characters work together the more they build up their relationship and that can eventually blossom into romance and if you get two characters to the level of having a romance relationship then there's something that happens later in the game where there's time travel involved and their kids come to the past and they are different depending on who you've matched up. And their kids show up with a uh, link to a DeviantArt page with uh-huh. the two <laughs> characters having 
graphic sex yes. for you to look at and masturbate. Yes, it's true. They're all over the place. And there's also, like, that's another thing. You can have your main character. And if you look at DeviantArt, there are very graphic pictures of that main character having sex with every character that you can potentially hook up with. No one can ever accuse you of not being a fact checker, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it begins with something very interesting that also, announced to you at the time, sets up the time travel plot. This is not your your fault. Promise me you'll escape from this place. Please. Goodbye. So that's the main character, well, the main character's best friend, who's technically the hero of the game, dying in a cutscene at the very beginning, which you see in first person from your character's point of view. And what's more, you're the one who's killed him. And so you are from that moment sent back in time, and then you, you meet him while he's still alive. You have your first meeting, and then you're like, oh, well... I'm fated to kill you at some point, aren't I? I wonder when this is going to happen. Mm. That kind of hangs over the game like a cloud. I like the premise. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like... Premise! Man, you be a voice actor. Uh, really? Yeah. Is that good? good? Was there some form of like permadeath in this game? I felt like there was. There yes. is, depending... Like, well, Apparently, permadeath was always traditional for yes, Fire Emblem. Yes, it's a Fire Emblem uh, thing, yeah. But this was the first one that introduced a mode where you could turn that off. And I played with it off, and I feel Ooh. like I enjoyed the game much more than somebody like Henry did, who continually complained about how, well, yeah, I turned on permadeath, and so every time a character dies, I just have to reload the battle. Yeah, from that's the what everyone does, which defeats the entire yeah. purpose of playing with that. It's like, on. I think yeah. if you're going to play with permadeath, like, I, I, I get that you ups have to the challenge. It. Yeah, but, like, let them die. Yes. Yeah. Make I mean, death mean something, like I agree an XCOM. Yeah. yeah, and it should have just had a, like an Iron Man mode where mm -hmm. not only did you have permadeath, you could not go back to a previous save. Which just because I think people, it is more fun to me to play XCOM, especially with permadeath. Mm -hmm. But even though I know that, I'll still go reload stuff. Like yeah. people need to kind of be forced to have more fun sometimes <laughs> it, yeah. it sounds weird but like i will just compulsively like nope that didn't go right that that wasn't fair i don't like that but mm -hmm. when, when i let permadeath happen i don't know yeah. it makes a better story and, it, and it's it's more meaningful arguably in fire emblem than in xcom because in xcom i mean you're basically projecting personalities and mm -hmm. life events onto these characters whereas in fire emblem they actually have personalities, yes. and you spend a lot of time with them, and you get surprisingly attached to them, in part because you have a self-insertion character in the game who is supposed to be you, can be male or female, mm -hmm. can this form relationships You can with find other, other self-insertions on DeviantArt. Uh -huh. Fuck, I messed that up. <laughs> That's good, though. <laughs> this is the only JRPG to ever have a self-insertion character. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Man, if only White Knight Chronicles had done it, that would have saved the game. <laughs> you mean Twitter? I do have an interesting. Well, this is one of the only ones to do it well. I'll say that. Recently, from a uh, just a not gameplay standpoint, uh, I remember this game came out and I really wanted it, and mm -hmm. it was sold out everywhere. The physical yep. copies, and yep. I refused to download it. So I basically spent a day of my life bouncing around from every Target and Best Buy I could find, and I found one copy at a Target where they had just gotten their shipment in. So I like literally like ran home, jumped on my motorcycle, slapped my helmet on, and like raced out to Daily City <laughs> wow. to go buy this from a Target. And, uh, That's the coolest, <laughs> nerdiest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. 
I just imagine like the the 15 year old Asian kid at Target that saw me come in like frazzled hair on my leather <laughs> jacket, my motorcycle. I'm like, do you have Fire Emblem? I'm really interested in seeing the anime characters play out their drama. And he's like, are you <laughs> making fun of me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Actually, my wife made fun of me a lot because once I explained it to her, she was like, "You're a girl. You're a Japanese girl. It's true. Go play your girly anime game." Is it this game right now? I think it's a. It's almost like a two for one deal with the Nintendo. Like if you it buy is. that with Shin Megami Tensei Four. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah. I'm like, I'm interested in Fire Emblem. Have mm-hmm. no idea what the hell Shin Megami Tensei. I literally uh, purchased it and I canceled the order two minutes before I think it got shipped to me. So you didn't get the the Amazon box armor. That's what I was gonna get it for. Uh, I okay. wanted to get it for that because I mean, if you pre-ordered, you got this big fancy Atlas package with like a box of sleeves, strategy mm-hmm. guide, and all this other stuff. And the deal is that if you buy both of them and register them on the Club Nintendo, yeah. you get a thirty dollar eShop credit for 3DS. So basically, you okay. get one. Free. So yeah, it basically makes well the Shin Megami Tensei one's actually fifty bucks. Jesus Christ, forget about that. Yeah. No so way. you would be paying twenty. Anyway. I'm paying fifty bucks on the eShop. The fifty bucks or for Shin Megami Tensei? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. But Sorry. Fire Emblem okay. Awakening was a, one of a few games this year that just absolutely consumed me when I actually finally got my hands on it. It is. The first JRPG that I finished since uh, Final Fantasy IX. Wow! I spent hours I and hours you, and wow. hours on it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's just it's it's just enormously addictive and fun. So obviously, you should run out and get this because it's one of our top five best games of the year. And I do have one quick thing to add to that. Sure. It's one of the best Easter eggs, or not Easter eggs, but okay. just interesting things. Uh-huh. Who's the big guy? Garen, the guy who's invisible. Kellum. Kellum. If you look at the cover of the game, uh-huh. the joke in the game is that he's this huge dude. He's huge. He wears this huge armor. And nobody ever pays attention. Or nobody notices, notices him. him or sees yeah. him. Like he's literally invisible to everyone, just because he has this very like reserved personality and never says anything. And if you look at the cover of the like the game of Fire Emblem Awakening, mm-hmm. every character, sort of the main character, is sort of somewhat visible on the cover, mm-hmm. and he's there, but his face is like tucked behind someone's legs, so you can't see him on the cover <laughs> of the game, which is a fantastic nice. little touch they did. Yeah. Nice. And he was also the the first one that I didn't recruit because I didn't know that sometimes characters <laughs> show up on the battlefield and you have to go have Krom, the hero character, talk to them. Krom, barbarian from Skull World. <laughs> Strangely, no. Strangely, a, effeminate young man who's... Uh, Shocking in a yes. JRPG. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> who's actually like super masculine despite being really androgynous. Mm. Yeah, you have to go up and have him talk to Kellum in order to recruit him. Because I, I just remember Kellum showed up and was like, oh, nobody notices me. And like, all right, can I control you? Can you do anything? No. What the fuck is this? And and then I just didn't add him to my party, which sucks. <laughs> because I was short on dudes later on when I was pairing everybody up. You need more dudes. You, need, you, you do need lots of dudes. You had to pair up more dudes. Uh-huh. I had to pair up dudes with each other. I had to get my androgynous dude to get a bunch of other dudes. So they called Dogpile and win. Number four. Our captain is injured. Have you heard from any of the others? <sighs> Nothing. Our crew is scattered. I have a bad feeling about this. I've got to find them. We're hunted by the island's inhabitants. Hara! They've got me locked up. Sam, listen. I'm going to get you out of there. Is she, though? That's Lara Croft from Tomb Raider, which a lot of people didn't seem to want to like for various reasons. But I didn't. Really? Why not? I don't know. I <laughs> didn't like any of the previews that I had like seen or read. Because hmm. a lot of the stuff they previewed initially was 
the opening of the game, which mm. I kind of feel is absolutely terrible. Oh, that's right. You yeah. stopped playing before it got interesting. Yes, because I was like, this is stupid. This is just me throwing Laura's body around <laughs> and like it getting stabbed with stuff. But, as I understand it, it gets significantly yeah. well, better. Well, once you play, like, just a few minutes past where you gave up on it... <laughs> I killed a deer, is that... Yeah, that's, that's the end of that whole segment. But once you get past the linear opening, it actually opens up and... Like, I had to, I had to sort of be pushed into this. Mm. Like, it didn't appeal to me at first at all, either. And then I was, like, reading reviews. It's like, this actually sounds interesting. I should grab this. And... I thought it was amazing. It feels like a very low-tech Metroid where you get this big semi-open world. You gradually earn a bunch of tools that let you open up new areas. There's uh, interesting ways to explore, especially once you get, like, rope arrows and can uh, bridge chasms with them or, like, yank dudes off ledges with them. It's like some sort of, it's like a hybrid of, I don't know, like a Metroid and a Castlevania game. I wish there was a term for <laughs> yeah, that I could hmm, use. Metroid. Uh, Ca- Castle Troid? Castle Roid. Castle Troid. Yeah, it's a Castle Troid. Yeah. 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 I think, I think when somebody <laughs> once told me they had to use that because Metroidvania is too heavily trademarked to describe <laughs> their game officially. Uh, I see. Yeah. It's Castle Troy. <laughs> those games, those names haven't been trademarked. It's like a Shadow Complex kind of game. <laughs> yeah, it's very Shadow Complexy, <laughs> but in 3D. I'm surprised that with this game, nobody's tried to, like, shoehorn the word Uncharted into Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. Some sort of... Yeah. Unchetroidvania? <laughs> <Yeah>. Metcharted... <laughs> Mm. Chetvania. Chetvania. Hey, bro. It's me. I'm hunting Dracula. <laughs> but yeah, this game is quite good. I mean, yeah. I didn't get into yeah, it until the after the curve. So. I uh, I waited for the Steam sale as uh, a mm. rube. But when I bought it, uh, I quite enjoyed it. As a rube? You mean as an informed consumer? Yes, <laughs> also that. I, I liked it enough that I bought it on Steam. After buying it on, having it on 360 for several months and having finished it, I bought it on Steam just because like everybody said, oh, the PC version looks so much better. It does look quite good. And I bought it at the beginning of the Steam sale when it was $24.99. That's when I bought it. And like literally the next day it was $12.99. Jesus. Yeah. They there, do that? There are websites they, they do that, that uh, track Steam prices. And you can, mm-hmm. Yeah. I bought it when I had it, like, it was just a weekend deal or whatever. That's yeah. when I bought mine. And it was like, yeah, I don't know. I just finished it the other week, actually. And, yeah, it, it has some of the best controls, I feel. Like, the way that yeah. game controls just feels excellent. It like, does. They, they really nailed that. Right. Just the way you run and jump and the way she does, like, that little scrabble move and then the roll and everything. It's mm-hmm. like, it feels really good to play. Like, very yeah. few yeah. games get that right where it's, like, moving the character feels good. Where it's, mm-hmm. like, it never gets old. By the end of the game, even, I was like... I know what all the buttons do, and when I push the button, it does what I want it to do. Like, when I press left aim, she whips the gun out and aims, and it zooms exactly right. It comes out at the right speed. It's just the little details in it, I think, that make it really good. Mm-hmm. Like, just the way you move around the world, the world has lots of collectibles. Yeah. Some of them are kind of janky. Like, I don't like the GPS caches. Those are lame. But, like, the relics are cool. And then, I don't know. It's linear in a way, but then it's open enough for you to go explore, which I like. I also like that in spite of this scene... You can do it, Laura. After all, you're a croft. I don't think I'm that kind of croft. Sure you are. You just don't know it yet. In spite of that, they actually make the character very believably badass. Like, she starts out kind of, you know, scared and... Yeah, timid. And then, but, like, 
it it's very quickly pushed out of her, and she, she very becomes, quickly transitions into yeah. fucking serial killer, yeah. <laughs> into fucking murder everything that moves, mm-hmm. and like the the shit that she goes through and the the things that she suffers just kind of make that a little bit more relatable. It's almost like a Max Payne feeling where like horrible things are happening, and like this would put anyone else in a hospital, but you can't afford to stop. You just have to power through it, and that's the kind of character she is. She does that. My one complaint about the game is that there is the uh, <coughs> undeniable cheesecake factor, where she is continuing. Where she's, she's caked in mud, and <laughs> where she well, eats no, at the cheesecake factory. She eats at the cheesecake factory, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> no, but it's just like she's always in some sort of you know tank top, short shorts things, and it's like there's a certain point at the game where you're literally on top of a satellite array on top of the highest mountain in yeah. the game, and you are in and there's sub-zero snow. Arctic territory, uh-huh. and it's like. You would have fucking worn a jacket. There's like 20 dead dudes over there. You would have put that shit on. Because it does try to grab that survival thing where it's like it tries to make it real gritty. But Mm -hmm. then when it comes to covering her up, it's like, nah, nah, (laughs) (laughs) nah, 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 why would we do that? (laughs) Well, that's something Lara Croft has always done, though. Yeah, this is true. This is true. And if anything, I I think she was actually wearing pants in this one, not shorts, but I could be wrong. Yeah, that's true. I think they become become torn up later. Now, probably. To reveal Ah. salacious (laughs) views of inner thigh. To reveal the model's vagina as she does a high (laughs) kick. (laughs) Oh, God. This game, too, I was very surprised by the Dead Space-level death animations where you get, like, killed in certain situations. Well, I I had said before that I didn't think that they were quite to that caliber, but then I watched somebody on YouTube put together a (laughs) death montage. Uh Uh-huh. And this is a sound you hear a lot in this game. <laughs> Sounds like a guy stepping on snails and throwing pounds of beef at a wall. Yeah, the sound, it, yeah that's true. That sound design is yeah, graphic. That, that's Laura either, I, I forget if she gets uh, bisected by a propeller or sped, just impaled through the neck on a, on a spike. That's the grossest one, yeah. I feel, yeah. Because yeah. it, like, it goes through like that area at the bottom yeah. of your jaw. So, like, uh-huh. And then through, like comes yeah. out the back of her head, head. and she's there like scram like trying to paw at it for a second before she dies yes yeah that's yeah. really gross and that, there's another one where i think like if you fail this quick time event while you're fighting over some with some goon over a gun like he shoots you in the chin at like point blank Ugh. range and it comes out her eye and it's all Ugh. it's all like uh blurry and refracted so you can't really see it quite okay, that's, well that's, but that's a reason maybe uh-huh. I, i'm less interested it's a little in gross game. like i'm not against gore but, these, but when it's many like, of these scenes are relatively easy to avoid yeah i've never seen yeah. any of these I mean, I've yeah. seen the one where she gets impaled in yeah. the river. That one's kind of easy. And, and I, I did the thing where, like, she's on the parachute and she runs into a tree branch yeah. that just completely runs her through. Yeah. Like yeah. that, that I think was the grossest one. I, I saw. guess I'm just I'm not against gore, but like I enjoy silly gore. This doesn't sound silly. It just sounds like just me. Well, I'd say it's it's still less disturbing than Dead Space because I think yeah. Dead Space. I always remember that there was like a boss in the first game who, if it killed you, would. Basically, impale you on one like arm spike thing, and then it would like twist Isaac around uh, clockwise or something, and like hack off every limb as it came along until yeah. he was just like a torso with a head, and then it cut off the See, head. See, that I, sounds I had, awesome. I, like, had, 
I had that happen to me while the little guys, the little tiny guys are crawling you, Ugh. were crawling on me. So they were crawling on me, and I was impaled by him. Oh so these God. little guys are, like, gnawing at me while this guy's, like, eviscerating me in every yeah. fashion. It has that, that creepy thing that, like, will tear off Isaac's head and replace it. Yes. Which is, that is, <laughs> that is really But, I mean, in the first one, Isaac is a faceless, voiceless sci-fi guy. Mm-hmm. Like... It didn't bother me that I would, much. I would argue that it's like it's the same level of kind of like realistic grossness, but it's like I don't know. I think it's weirder because it's like it's Laura Croft who's like a yeah. known entity. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've seen like her you, played you feel in films bad by when people. You see her die. Like, they're trying to humanize her clearly by mm-hmm. giving her origin story. So yeah, I don't know if it works though because back during the PlayStation era, I would you know because I had like saves at multiple points during levels, I would oh this looks like a very high point. I'm gonna jump off it and uh-huh. make Laura die. Like, I remember finding, it was either in the first or second Tomb Raider, there's, like, the tutorial level in her um, mansion. Mm-hmm. I, I figured out, second. Yeah, I figured out a spot in the mansion that I could do a swan dive off the top of the staircase and land on the bottom and break her neck. That wow. is a gross animation, too, when she breaks her neck. <laughs> it is. She's yeah. just, like, rag dolls. Yeah. And she does that weird scream that she always will do when it's a lethal fall where it's like, ah! Yeah. I remember there was one that was so long she would do it twice. It was like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really thinking about my upcoming death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is terrifying. <laughs> Man, you guys are messed up. I've been just playing an indie PC art game called Room Trader. It's Boring. Yeah, but then like you know we and Raid Tumor. As fun <laughs> as it is to to focus on the gore, uh, th- there are really some amazing and and. While we're on the topic of the gore, uh, before I go into the amazing moments, there's stuff that's really kind of silly, like that bit where she has to like crawl through a river of severed heads or whatever yeah. the yes. fuck that is. Yeah, that like, was really grisly. I was not <laughs> expecting that. I took a screenshot while I was playing because I was like, this is not the game I thought I was going to play, where it's like literal river of corpses and yep. blood, and yep. it's like her covered from head to toe in gore, and it's just like tomb raider <laughs> a lot of like just nasty ass corpse pieces in this game yes yeah was, but, was this a is this officially a prequel or a reboot it's a reboot okay so it doesn't take place in the universe where she kills like maybe two actual humans per game and, and she kills a lot of dudes per game well the older ones like mostly she killed animals yeah but yes. then like everyone like there'd be a level where she had to kill some dudes and she would kill dudes this game also has the uh, it's a symptom I feel in my head is similar to Condemned or Manhunt, where the goons in the game are mm-hmm. such reprehensible pieces of shit yep. that you're encouraged to like kill them in the worst way possible. Where it's like every time uh-huh. like I hit them in the head with my climbing axe and like I just like I'm so happy you you're relish. Dead. <laughs> I'm so fucking happy you're dead. You yeah. fucking piece of I'm shit. I'm glad I was able to kill you this way instead of just shooting you quickly yes. and cleanly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's such a weird fucking instinct because yeah. it's like they're just all like these foul mouthed fucking like rapist, like murdering <laughs> fucking shitlord assholes that are completely irredeemable. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. and it's the way's game of like making you not feel bad about killing things. And it makes me feel even like worse because I just feel fucking gross. Where it's just like, <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> you want to rape an underage minority later? Yeah. Me too. And then like you sneak up on them and fucking rip their dicks out and <laughs> yeah. choke them to death with them. <laughs> And it's like, have to that's do some really cool. big dicks. <laughs> well, she, has, she collects dicks. Them. Oh, in, in the case okay, of yeah. Yeah, needing extra yeah. Fem- stuff. Feminist reimagining. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I wanted to say there are some really amazing moments. Like uh, the one that always sticks out in my mind is there is a puzzle 
in this area where it's really windy. And I just remember there's like this gigantic jade bell. And you have to like open the shutters in a certain order so that wind comes through. And mm-hmm. then you're swinging this thing around. And then you have to use rope arrows to like pull it back and, and swing it into walls and like just basically smash this whole environment that you're in. And it just looks amazing. Yeah. Like even on 360, like, oh my god, this is what next gen games should look like. This is just fucking beautiful. The whole island and the whole like idea of what's happening and why it's happening and the people that have been there is really cool. Like mm-hmm. the the whole idea is that spoilers if you're interested in Tomb Raider, but mm-hmm. pause. The whole idea is that there's like a goddess on the island who's like looking for a new body and she basically uh-huh. creates storms to prevent anybody that's on the island from ever leaving. And it's really neat because, like, there was Japanese occupation there before, but then there was, like, sort of, I don't know, like, uh, East Asian, like, occupation there before. So there's, like, ruins, like, of this previous, like, tribal group that worshipped that lived there. Then there was, like, a World War II sort of period, like, Japanese group that came in. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole history to the island that was really neat, and I didn't expect it all. And you sort of, you read about it and all the little things you find and the relics you find and... That, to me, was really cool, you know, from a more kind of, like, lorey, nerdy standpoint. I really enjoyed it. Wow. Yeah. All right, awesome. And we should probably move on unless anybody has anything else to say. Tomb Raider. It's great. It is. Mm. Number three. As you can tell from that very detailed bit of expository dialogue, this, <laughs> this is, is baby shit. <laughs> it is baby Fuck shit. Fuck you! <laughs> it's Animal Crossing New Leaf. Yes! Fucking Animal Crossing. The sad thing is, I was when I was listening to that, I'm trying to figure out who that is. It sounds like Blathers, but it could just be I think like, it might be Tim Nook. Tim like Nook, the, yeah. yeah. The little I almost expect, yeah, he's got to do like a little like quieter like uh, postscript for all of his conversations. I would say that, like, was, uh, that was Tom Nook. So Tom amazed Nook? me. Yeah. Oh yeah, Timmy's a little high pitcher than that. Yeah, oh, but, yeah. Okay. Really high sounded, pitcher. Sounded kind of like Naruto to me, but I, everything sounds like. Excuse Naruto yourself to you. from this conversation, <laughs> you PC game and sack of shit. I just want people to hate on me on Twitter because <laughs> I'm lonely and. <laughs> When they send me angry messages at uh, 2 in the morning, it gives me something to read and respond to. <laughs> Continue. So, this is another one where I kind of had to be bullied into it by everybody else being into it. But, like, it was like, Animal Crossing, really? Like, a Wide World, I didn't really... Or Wild World? Wild yeah, Wild World. The yeah, DS yeah. was, yeah. I didn't really enjoy that. Uh, the GameCube one, I never started on. And so it just didn't seem that interesting to me. And everybody's like, no, you have to play this while it's a cool social thing. And everybody else is playing. It's... And yeah, I started playing it. And it's like this is a lot of fun. I really like collecting things uh, compulsively and bringing them and trading them in for cash. I like visiting other people's towns and getting new things that I can collect compulsively and trade in for cash. I like seeing what other people are doing. Yeah, yeah. I like talking to my villagers and getting uh-huh. to know their personalities yep. and, and getting free stuff from them. Again, I'm in the same boat as you, Michael. I did not buy this game week one. I think I waited until like a week or two later. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, fine. I mean, I played the GameCube one a lot. When the yeah. GameCube one came wow. out, I played the shit out of that game. Same but then way. it sort of had this sort of zero, not zero sum, but it was just like, it came to a point where it was like, 
I just can't play this anymore. Because, yeah. I mean, when you have no internet and no friends to play it with because you live in America and you're not uh-huh. in Japan where this right. thing makes sense to them, uh, it makes it a little depressing where it's like, <laughs> nobody's visiting my village. I can't go anywhere. I know everybody here. It's just kind of lame. Was, but Was with, the GameCube one connected to the internet? I think it had some sort of... I know um, this is a good thing for Brett. but I, I think don't the, think it was. I, I think you had to like bring your memory card to like a friend's there house. Was, oh, there was right, um, yeah. a Game Boy Advance thing. Because right. was there? Yes, there was, Brett yeah. was telling the me about island. it. The yeah. island was on oh, Game Boy okay. Advance, so if you wanted to get like the exotic fruits, you'd connect it with your Game Boy hmm. Advance. Anyway, but um, yeah, I don't know. The whole thing about this is just that finally, with the 3DS, with Street Pass, and with like internet connectivity and yeah. stuff, and the ad hoc, it actually makes it fairly easy. I mean, in our case, I mean, I had to take a step back and realize that we are probably a little more privileged than the average like person that lives out in a regular american city Mm -hmm. because it's like all my friends play video games a lot of my friends have this we live in a place with lots of internet so it's pretty easy for us to just walk around and stream cast and like join other people in in that after watching pacific rim we all hung out together at a bar (laughs) by which i mean everyone pulled out their 3ds and played except for you yes except (laughs) Except for for you and one of us one of us we spent a day that we should have been doing podcasts literally just playing yes uh, but now impressive. there's Wi-Fi too for even people that are like isolated from yeah. other people. It's yeah. like you can do it that way. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know. It's completely it defies my regular expectations for what a game is because it's like there is no end goal. There is no set thing. It's like yeah. you make your own goal. But it's but it's like it's a little more structured than Minecraft because like those games that are totally open don't really appeal to me. I don't really want to do that. Yeah. But this game has enough structure to it where it's like and that beautiful. Yeah lovely wonderful nintendo charm that and is just great and most of what most of what i've been doing is just tearing ass through my town and like just stealing everything that isn't nailed down yes. and selling it and while that seems like a really shallow banal goal at the same time like everything i grab everything i sell it just tickles some weird little animal part of my brain that is like oh i love this this is compulsive activity that you need to engage in more that's like the initial i think part of the game too is you do that until you get to the island then you farm the island a couple times make a couple Mm -hmm. hundred thousand bells or whatever right and then like once you're kind of like i'm at a point now where i think i'm i don't have a big house like i've got two levels and it's just like i now i'm more concerned about making it nice because I have enough. Because when you street pass with people, there's a thing called a home, like showcase. Yeah. Where right, the people yeah. you street pass with, their houses get put into this area. So you just go into that area, and you get to browse through their homes. And every day you get to pick five things out of a house you want to buy. Oh wow! So if you want to make like a full set, it makes it so much easier to just like I want this to look really fancy. I feel so <laughs> sorry for that. Like Isabel, like your your little yes. assistant. I feel so sorry for her brother who has to stand there in front of the happy home showcase. Yes, and and just like wait in in rain in the dead oh. of night, he just stands there twenty four seven, waits for you to come up and ask if you can look at other people's houses. And like the one time I did, is like there's no houses here oh. uh, because I hadn't turned this on before. <laughs> it is sadder when it rains because he's wearing like the the rain slick yeah. on him. And uh-huh. like, oh, yes. Like just do go inside. I, I do. He's love- more sympathetic than Porter too, because Porter's always there, but he sucks. Hmm. He's the monkey that's at the train station, right? Yeah, <laughs> but he's he, indoors. Yeah, he's got, he's got a little like <laughs> yeah, same. To- same with the the pelican at the the mail or the post office, who seems to be there at like three a.m. She sucks and she's angry and she hates her life, but I understand <laughs> why. <laughs> I I probably could just look this up on Wikia, but. I, I really there? wanted to pay off a debt once in the company of the angry uh, yes. pelican because I'm always with the every time I finish paying off a debt it's with the happy pelican and she's cheering and I'm yes. wondering if the 
yeah, the angry, she does not. She doesn't. She does not. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> she doesn't cheer. I up. love. I actually like her more because she. She represents me working at a retail job where it's like, get out of here. I want to be alone in this store. See, this is one of the other things, too, that I think this game is totally underappreciated in a lot of ways for this kind of thing, Mm -hmm. where there are people of all natures and backgrounds in the game. Like, there's actually a breakdown (laughs) of each personality type for each of the villages you get, Mm -hmm. and there's like nine or ten different personality types. But then it's like, uh, what's her face? Um... You know the Sable sisters that yeah. do the fashion? Yeah. The one that's always in the sewing machine? Uh-huh. She won't talk to you right. for the she longest time. She just said, time. will you help this customer, please? Right, yeah, get yeah. this person away from me. But if you keep going in there day after day and talking to her, she'll warm up to you over, like, a period of weeks. Whoa. And, like, she'll eventually <laughs> sort of just start chatting with you. And it's like, that's the thing you don't see in games where no, it's just, man. like, you have this ritual thing, which is, you know... I got along on at 8 p.m. to get to the store to check this thing to meet up with this person to get this, like, you know, footlocker or whatever. But then it's like there's these little interactions that actually pay off with the people in the city over time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that gets enough love because, like, there's a lot of cool little writing that goes into that where it's just like you feel someone, like, you know, becoming friends with you in, like, mm-hmm. a digital way. And it's like, <laughs> it's really cute. It's neat. And it's... It's really fun, and this is coming from a cynical piece of shit like myself <laughs> that usually will scoff at this kind of thing, but... Well, you know what cynical pieces of shit always love? Mm. Which is Pitfall weird little animal chatter. <laughs> yeah, everything true. is adorable um, but in that. Yeah, I'm that's jealous. So one thing I always <laughs> liked about Animal Crossing is that like, it sounds like just weird random blather, but it's not. What they're doing as they're talking is actually pronouncing the sound of every letter yeah. as it's on screen. And so it's this weird sort of patter that sometimes sounds like real words. Yeah, like mm-hmm. yes. Uh-huh. It actually sounds like the word yes. Plus. Yes. Yeah. They'll yes. pronounce yeah. hashtag feels as best they can <laughs> after I tell them to say it. <laughs> How do they say it? How about a few? Uh, it's kind of awesome. Mm. Yeah, Animal Crossing. Surprisingly fun. Uh, and with much more depth than it really lets on. Because it's on yeah. 3DS. No. No. 3DS and PC I don't, are like the only things I use anymore. Mm. Cool. Cool. You're cool. Me too, no. except I also use 360 and PS3 and Wii U <laughs> and Wii. Real, so. real renaissance fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Vita. <laughs> oh, get out of here. Apart from those, You're a I don't, deviant now. Apart from those, I don't use any other video game systems. <laughs> okay. Dreamcast. Except for that. Yeah, and that too. TurboGrafx-16. NES. Duo Express. <laughs> Super Nintendo. Right. Turbo yeah. Duo. In 64. <laughs> PS4. Number two. <laughs> Bring us the girl and wipe away the debt. That was the deal. That's Bioshock Infinite, Whee. everybody. Yes. Um, which is eh, a little, little bit awesome. A little yes. bit awesome. Yeah, um, definitely. A little bit problematic, but yes, mostly awesome. Definitely. Yeah. Problematic. Hard to talk about because it's probably the most talked about game this year. Yeah, and at the same time, it's difficult to talk about without spoiling yeah. things. And there are also so many competing ideas about its themes, whether it was successful, mm-hmm. where it wasn't successful, that it would take like 13 podcasts probably yeah. to address all of them. But whether Ken Levine is the dreamiest game dev. Yeah. <laughs> I think from just a like totally surface level, like 
looking at it as an entertainment product and ignoring all of that deeper stuff, uh-huh. I had an amazing time, and yep. I can't really deny that. No, it's amazing. It's very uh, fun. But, yeah, I, do you remember with you talking about the debates? When I, I got to review it for OXM, and when I finished it, I talked to, like, the PR guy for it and, like, about what I thought that the ending meant, and he said, well, one thing that Ken Levine said was that this isn't where the game ends, this is where the debate begins. So it's like they they did it knowing that people would argue about this endlessly. And that's part of the fun. It's like a post-release PR hype. Yep. Yeah. Genius. That's probably why he still hasn't done any DLC for the game. Yeah. Yeah. This month. Because he doesn't (laughs) want people to to keep arguing. The the internet arguments are the DLC. They're just going to come out and say that. It's like, you've been playing the DLC this whole time. And they're like, (laughs) you blew our minds again. (laughs) What if the DLC DLC was Mega Man Legends 3? (laughs) 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 What if it was actually the PlayStation 2 Family Guy game and you had it years ago? (laughs) You go back and play it and there's like all these references to Booker Uh that you didn't know were there. Oh my god. (laughs) Remember when we met Booker? (laughs) (laughs) And at the time you were like, who the fuck is Booker? And like, oh my god, now I know. This is so great. Anyway, I, I mean, I think I talked about this when it came out. I, I, like, I think Bioshock's a better game. The first one, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, this one is more like dissecting the ending from a technical level of like, you know, multiple dimensions and time travel and all this was fun mm-hmm. on just kind of like a puzzle-solving intellectual level, but it like the themes were not as interesting as well, Bioshock I thought. One. I thought... Gameplay-wise, this wasn't quite as interesting as Bioshock. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like a step back to me, and it mm. felt like more of a concession to, like, oh, we're going to make it more like a modern shooter and just yeah. give you two weapons, yeah. and they're not going to be that meaningful and or fun to play around just with. Just kind of waves of waves of dudes. Yeah, and, but know. at the same time, I thought that the, the plot was really fascinating. I loved the setting. I thought the game was absolutely beautiful. Yes, and, absolutely. And I actually really liked uh, Elizabeth and hanging out with her and... That whole interplay between her and Booker that starts with this. Are you real? I'm real enough. Pulled from the trailer, obviously. Hence the <laughs> weird background music that doesn't play during that scene. I liked okay. her too. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It. She felt like a video game character, which she is, so that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. So what's your point? Um, <laughs> you know, that it didn't really do anything character-wise that was like... Like when Alex and Half-Life... Two appeared. It was like, mm-hmm. wow, this is one of the most lifelike characters I've interacted with. Elizabeth didn't feel anywhere beyond that. She acted very dumb, kind of, you know, in moments that weren't scripted. And mm-hmm. I kind of like lost interest in her when she would just kind of go, uh, you're doing violent stuff, and then immediately throw me a hot dog. Know, ammo and uh-huh. a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, like, they didn't really, like, that definitely to me. Interactions would, with would, her weren't the best part of the would game. Would you say far. that there was a ludo narrative dissonance between her actions yeah. and the game? No, <laughs> because I'm not an asshole. <laughs> I would describe it in English terms. I would say that I felt a personal disconnect with her as a character. Like I started to really like her, and then I kind of didn't like her because she just started to feel like a device to me. But you know, she was a good character. I think the difficulty that comes with it's basically you and her. Yeah, and it's like when it's just one person, another person, a video game. It feels like she's just there to do something to you, because it's like you are the fucking proxy, like yeah. you know, heroic guy. I haven't who's played there. the next game in this list, but I think it did <laughs> it better. Spoilers. <laughs> I, I agree with that statement, but yeah, um, it's like 
I don't know, there's something about it where it's just, it is one of the most beautifully realized worlds I think I've ever yeah. seen yeah. in a game. Oh, and Col- like Columbia is just a fantastic, it's, it's amazing. fascinating place to it's explore. It's fucking amazing, and it's like, and it's just like, the, you know, it's a, it carries that whole, like, Ayn Rand wet dream shit that uh-huh. fucking sucks ass, but it leads to a pretty beautiful place when you think about white supremacy and uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's horrible almost, bullshit. I, I thought, like, politically, it's almost like the opposite end of that weird spectrum like uh bioshock was all about like you know sort of a neocon and ran weird dream of like objectivism and you know every, everybody's a tool to be utilized and then this is like just hyper uh religious uh weirdness and white supremacy and like all those things that kind of come from a more emotional place than than the and ran philosophies yeah. and yeah i think my, my biggest complaint about this game is that uh, I mean, aside from the gameplay, which is a little like watered down and kind of generic, was that a little bit. the way that it 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 feels ineffectual in the way that it's just like both sides of this argument suck. I didn't make a clear case for either, but it's time for us to wrap up the game, so I'll show myself out. <laughs> and it's like, man, fuck you. Like, say something. Like, don't just yeah. be like, yeah. boy, yeah. these white supremacists sure sucks, but this lady sucks too. So don't think there's a good side to this. And it's just like, so what? It just feels like, I don't know, that's why I don't like South Park. Because South Park does the same thing, where it fucking tears down both sides of the argument and just comes uh-huh. up to this, Welp, everything sucks. And it's like, fuck you, that's a shitty argument to make. Like, <laughs> yeah. pick a, pick some sort yeah, of fucking thing to stand it's, beside, it's as opposed game. to, let's annihilate everything and say, everything sucks. I mm. mean, it's saying something about dichotomies, like it's a game yeah. about uh, heads or tails, um, choices. Ooh. Yeah. Whoa! Whoa! It's a game about the two sides of the same coin. Oh, oh man, you're blowing my mind here. Yeah, but I mean, every, they're saying, you know, I feel like the message from from Ken Levine, God, uh, right? <laughs> God Levine. God Levine. God Levine. <laughs> just God. Just call him God. Is that right? There's yes. everything's, you know, one side of the same coin. Um, right. You know, extremism can be as bad as, you know, uh, what you're saying, basically, that there's no statement other than extremism on either side left or right is bad so what what are you left with becomes the argument where it's like i'm left with this delicious neutral middle where everything is considered (laughs) and nobody takes any action whatsoever and it's like fuck you that's the way to live your life either it's like that's the other extreme is the dead center where it's like fuck you well i guess the third thing is like because of the whole uh multi-dimensional setup of the game and the whole buying into the quantum many worlds theory Mm -hmm. it's like do everything. <laughs> Why <Spoilers>. not? <laughs> yeah. You can have it always in different worlds. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like <laughs> it like part of the message is like y- your actions and choices mean nothing. Yes. Like, well, you're, you're given choices throughout that don't change anything. You know. If there was one situation that convinced me the gamer shouldn't be given a choice, it was the Mass Effect Three. It's like, <laughs> no, that's not what I wanted. I wanted the ending to Mega Man Legends Three. <laughs> <laughs> And then Mega Man jumped out of the Normandy and destroyed the Reapers <laughs> forever. And had sex with Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> and then they had Mega SSJ Hog, Chaos Gems. <laughs> and he ruled the universe forever. <laughs> Did you just say Mega SSJ Hog? Mega SSJ Hog. <laughs> Thank you. Someone draw that. <laughs> That's the best con. I bet somebody has already. Go to DeviantArt yes, and look for that. SSJ. There is anyone. Blank anyone's name the hedgehog on DeviantArt. Yeah, you we, guys have ever t- done yes. taking part oh, in that yeah. We sort of talked about that last week. Oh, Although I may have cut that whole exchange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wait, I mean, we all talked about our... Uh, what's, what's yours? I, haven't, I actually don't know. 
I'm like, I'm still deciding. There are multiple. Bodybuilder. There's multiple Dave the Hedgehogs. I have to, you know. Pick your favorite. Yeah. It's your prize consideration. I'm narrowing them down. Okay, think about it. We'll do like a reality show. Sweet. Awesome. They're coming. I know. At least they're predictable. To the normal people that scare me. That's uh, from The Last of Us. Which is our number one game of the year so far Woo! for 2013. Woo! 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 <laughs> and uh, it's it's actually a very affecting game. It kind of does some of the same things that Bioshock Infinite did with the, the girl you have to protect who miraculously does not get in the way during combat. Um, well, she takes shots at people, which is nice. She does, yeah. yeah. Later, later in the game. Spoilers. But uh, she's an active participant in the events, as opposed to Elizabeth, <laughs> mm-hmm. who kind of feels like, "I'll be over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be looking for coins." <laughs> but uh, Last of Us is, you know, at its heart, it's a stealth game. I remember comparing it repeatedly to Manhunt when when it came out. It's like if you crossed the gore and sneaking of Manhunt with like the production values of an Uncharted or even like a latter day Rockstar game. Where it's it's very heavily invested in creating this atmosphere of bleakness, crossed with natural beauty, crossed with uh, creepy ass monsters. Was there anything beautiful in Manhunt? In not well, not in Manhunt. In Last of Us. That's just okay. Well, I mean, yeah, in, just, in Rockstar. In right. ro- later, okay, so like Red. Dead. Well, like GTA Four, GTA Five, Red okay. Dead stuff. I like prefer uh, Latter Day Saints. Games. Mm-hmm. Latter Day Saints Row. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going. Anyway. Um, uh, with, Last of with Us. missionary mini games, <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, yeah, Last of Us. Spend a lot of time sneaking and like jamming sharp chunks of metal into dudes' necks and uh, dudes eat. who tend to be equally reprehensible. As yeah, the guys you, from like Doom when you were when you were talking about those guys, it's like I was thinking well, that's kind of what they do in Last of Us, where it's like I want to tear these fuckers apart. Yes, just like with my bare hands, just go up and rip yes. their fucking heads off. That is exactly the feeling I got from this game too. Uh-huh. Where it's like every there is not a single like reason like. You get the vibe that it's like, oh, well, I have to survive, so I've got to do this. But at the same time, it's like, they're not just surviving. It's like, I'm going to point-blank murder women and children in front of me, in front of you, so that you can go, I'm going to feel good when I shove this fucking screwdriver into your fucking temple. Uh And it's like, I don't want to think that. I don't want to feel that. There were reviewers who complained that, like, I can't get through this segment without killing everybody. Like, why, why can't I just do this peacefully? It's like... Why would you want to? How is it? How, how how did you not have the instinct to fucking murder these guys triggered immediately? Yeah, that is a nice touch about the game too. Is that it completely eschews that fucking yeah. trope of like there being here's the stealth path and here's the fucking aggro path, and it's uh-huh. just like it blends it into stealth kill as many dudes as you can before you go buck wild, and that kind of mm-hmm. feels what the game is. Where it's yeah, just yeah. like you want those eight dudes, maybe you'll kill three or four of them stealth before one of them gets seen or somebody uh, like shoots at you and that's when you guys turns into a cover shooter. Yeah. And I, I did like that uh, it, it, it's, you know, that everybody expects there to be like a gray area now. It's like, well, you know, nobody's really bad and, uh, but th- there's none of that in this. Like, your your enemies are genuinely horrible people and there's somebody who tries to give you that whole like, well, you're the real monster shit at the end. It's like, you fucking eat people. Yes. <laughs> Fuck yep. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
He's performing cannibalism while masturbating. Like, <laughs> You're the real monster. Yeah. Yeah. How many of my men have you killed? And I'm like, not enough. Well, you just would have eaten them, so. yeah, 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 there you go. Like, I just made more food for you. So that's what's a, your fucking complaint? That's what kind of cheapens it for me. Is it like all these post-apocalypse things, like everyone just becomes a survivor. And it's like, yet somehow there's survivor camps that become evil survivor camps where it's like I'm no longer doing this to survive I'm doing this because I enjoy butchering humans Uh and it's like fuck you (laughs) that is my one complaint about this game that I love though and really enjoyed this year but you know in terms of creating a context in which you can kill guilt free I I think it does a great job and I think it does a great job uh, creating a much longer and more textured narrative than I think anybody expected from it. It's it's really astounding in so many ways. Like, just, I could never get over the cutscenes. Like, this is one of mm-hmm. the games where I look forward to the cutscenes because yeah. the way that those, like, actors are mo-capped and the way that they're, everything is, like, just conveyed on the face of the characters. Like, this is everything L.A. Noir wanted to do. Uh-huh. Where it's like the characters speak and express themselves in a way where it's like, wow, this is really jarringly realistic and mm-hmm. it feels really good yeah. just to watch it and every time it would happen it was just like the way that the character would say something or talk or act would sync up with like the facial expressions of the model perfectly every time mm-hmm. and it's like that's a weird little technical thing to think about but when it's in a game where it is a very small cast I would say there's only like eight or nine main characters at most mm-hmm. like that's even large but yeah, yeah I don't know you grow attached to all of them and then when you see them like talking and worrying and panicking about stuff it like Uh makes you apprehensive and freaked out and weird about it well like you were talking about the facial capture stuff and somebody that I follow on Twitter I think it was uh, artist Bill Mudrin was saying that uh, it's really kind of amazing there's like a bit where Ellie's just kind of bored and she goes like yeah kind of flaps your lips and it's like if that wasn't done by facial capture imagine the amount of effort that would have had to have gone into animating that and getting it right so that it looks convincing just for that one little throwaway detail they'd have to like create their own lip smacking engine where it's like (laughs) (laughs) they would license it have have to like record that on high speed like let's see how it looks from every angle There's um, another moment like that too, where it's just like a little like touch thing, and it's uh, where you get to the dam. Uh, spoilers. Uh-huh. You get to the dam, and then there's a minute after it where you run into a camp of people that'll like in the area. But uh, basically, you get like one of the pallets for him to her to crawl on, mm-hmm. and you get her across. And then once you both get across, she's just like high five. And like you walk up to her and it's like you can press triangle to give her a high five or not. Yeah, and it's, she never does it again or later, and it's just like. And you can totally just like leave her hanging, and it's like, what kind of fucking monster would do that? <laughs> well, that they, they 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 took that from the Walking Dead series. That's well, true. I mean, sort of, yeah. no, these these are they, that's they were the probably kid, the young kid, t- though. Yeah, yeah they were yeah. probably developed in tandem, yeah. and they both had yeah. this idea. Yeah, but both times, I think you, you feel are like correct. an absolute uh-huh. shit. Like, why did you not? It's like it's not like, hugging Leonardo and just leaving him hanging with his arms out, <laughs> yeah. stretched in Assassin's Creed Two. God, I want to just record being an asshole in all those cases <laughs> and uh-huh. just put it on YouTube. But, like, I'm fuck the you, worst MP4. I think in, in, <laughs> at least in the case of The Last of Us and The Walking Dead, you can do like really terrible shit to people like murder people that may not deserve it but right. not high-fiving a kid yeah it's the worst thing just, you can that's do that's terrible that, yeah it's like, I, so, I know I, the exact scene you're talking about too and it's yes. very if you ever would not do that you can't be yeah, no, you're yeah. a bad person 
So I don't, I don't know. I haven't covered the games. So I don't know, but I'm assuming they must have done performance capture for all of this. I'm sure they did. Well, doing the voice did, and, like, and yeah. physical actors at the same time. There's, there's no way. The girl was played by Ellen Page. No, she no, wasn't. She, no, she wasn't. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> Ellen Page was quite annoyed yeah, that it looked like her initially, and she was glad that they changed it it because so she was also like doing. Her. She was also doing Beyond Two Souls. Right. She's like, I don't want there to be any confusion. Well, yeah, she. I mean, she said a thing about it in an AMA, and I think it was misconstrued to be more annoyed than she really was. Because yeah. like afterwards, she and Naughty Dog Maybe. got together and were like, I'd no, be no, no, annoyed, though. no, no, we're cool. But yeah, it does. <laughs> that character to me, I think yeah. she had a point. That character no. seems. Yeah, she was. Definitely yeah, I'd, I'd also Ellen like to, to like make a short comment real quick that. Naughty Dog is the best studio with the worst name and logo in uh-huh. the industry. <laughs> yeah. In any industry, yeah. I am going to go ahead and say. Well, their, Naughty their Dog logo is a now... fucking horrible name. Their logo is fucking horrible. <laughs> and every time I say it, I feel awful. And it's like, well, fuck you. All that shit dates back to like the early 90s yes. when that was so random. And uh, yeah. their, their logo, like in the Roll early 90s. <laughs> I'm back, so random. Back when they were Bacon slipping. Dog. <laughs> yeah, what? So back, back when uh, Naughty Dog was slipping tit codes into Genesis games, <laughs> that's how they got their start. Yeah. You can, seriously look it up. Their logo was like just a stupid-looking cartoon dog. It basically Poochie. looked like Poochie yeah. with a big snout. Yeah. 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 I have to say, I feel for Ellen Page because uh, they based the Aku Aku mask from Crash Bandicoot after me. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Play that game. You look at my face. Very similar. <laughs> But spe- speaking of Ellen Page, <laughs> who the character still strongly resembles, I yeah. think. Yeah, I think uh, so. Yep. A big part of the fun of the game is watching the growing attachment between Joel and Ellie develop over the course of the plot, yeah. which begins just with this. How do you know them? I was close with his brother Tommy. Said if I was ever in a jam, I could rely on him. Was that before or after he left your little militia group? He left you too. He was a good man. I could just take her to the North Tunnel and wait for me there. Jesus Christ. Just cargo, Joel. Joel is hired to smuggle Ellie across the country, and he doesn't like it one bit. He has his own reasons for maybe not wanting to hang out with a little girl, and they aren't related to not being allowed within 150 feet of a school. (laughs) (laughs) This... uh... One of the other things about this game I really like is the intro. Not the intro. The intro mm-hmm. is actually one of the best gaming moments yes. ever. Yeah, I don't. Ever. I don't really want to spoil it because I think you need to experience it for yourself. Absolutely. But it it succeeds immediately at doing something that Heavy Rain, in my opinion, utterly failed to do. Yeah. In its in its opening chapter, there's um a moment after that though where it's like you're kind of in the city where it's like the whole city's in martial law. Because, you know, the infection has killed many people. Right, yes. And you're walking past that building where they're dragging people out of the building because uh-huh. there are some buildings that are condemned. Right. And you're not allowed to go into them because there's spores in there that can infect you. Mm-hmm. So you're clearly not allowed to go in there. And, and you become a mushroom person, yes, basically. Not a zombie. Crazy but mushroom a, but zombie. But a zombie mushroom. <laughs> yeah. But um, they're dragging people out of there and, like, you, you're walking through. It's basically, it's pretty linear. You're just walking through the first area of the game and it's, like, they're kind of showing you how brutal this place is. And uh-huh. They're dragging the people out and they drag all these people out and they're scanning them and you're just, like, there's five cops there and they're, like, you know... Dragging the people out and scanning them and stuff. Are they dragging people out, Mike? That's not really Sorry, I didn't make clear. that clear. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they're dragging them out. <laughs> Wait, the people? The people are being dragged out. Okay. And if you walk up to the cop, the cop goes, get away from here and we'll shove you back. Stop uh-huh. dragging them out. Uh, yeah, and it's like, if you try and fuck with them or whatever, 
you do it again, and then the cop just shoves you to the ground and shoots you in the head. Whoa. And it's just like, it's one of those things like in a game where it's like, if you fuck with an NPC at the very start of the game, you kind of expect it to be like kid gloves where it's yeah. like, eh. you fuck with them twice, they just shove you to the ground and shoot you in the fucking but, uh, head. That almost sounds like a a joke or a parody of the Half-Life 2 opening yes, where exa- you have to <laughs> put a can, can in the trash can, and <laughs> uh-huh. it's a total tutorial, and yeah, yeah. nothing will happen. But you can throw it at the guy instead and get an achievement. Yes. That's true, yeah. But, but he'll I mean, just stand there and be like... I am an NPC. I don't understand. I think you yes. throw it at him, then you run away from him, and then yeah, just because he will, he you. will hit you. That's yeah. true. He will hit you, but but it's like you don't even have a health bar at this point in the game, and it's just yeah. And when you get shot and killed, your health bar will briefly flash up at the top and go to oh, zero man. as you get shot See, in the head. <laughs> I I did that once. I I didn't try it a second time, but like just walking up to a guy, like just got too close, and it wasn't even those guys. It was just one of the guards who's just standing around earlier. You get too close, and he just like slams you away with his gun. He's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Uh-huh. Like, I like that. Somebody actually said that to me in a game. <laughs> yeah, it definitely makes you feel like you're in a horrible place you don't want to mm-hmm. live. <laughs> this kind of feels like home. <laughs> That's also a question that more people should ask me when I'm playing games with freedom of choice: is what the fuck <laughs> is wrong with That's you? True. <laughs> There really should be like a what the fuck is wrong with you meter that just fills up uh-huh. as you play Saints Row. It just reflects your embarrassment. There should have been a Mass Effect <laughs> ending where if you went full Paragon the entire uh-huh. time, they're just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> These are all your friends and you killed them willingly. What the fuck asshole? is wrong with you? Spoilers. Well, yeah, Last of Us, fantastic fucking game. If you have a PS3 or even access to somebody else's PS3, go play it. If you hate stealth games... Maybe try it anyway. Rent it. I don't know. I I fucking loved it. I think everybody I've talked to who has played it fucking loved it. So go out and fucking love it. Yeah. Well, that almost concludes our top five. Except for one thing. What? Number zero. (laughs) (laughs) Bob just had a horrific accident. He fell off his toilet. And now... He needs a heart transplant. There's only one doctor that can do this, and that's Dr. Robert. So there's no actual <laughs> voice in Surgeon Simulator 2013. <laughs> so I just grabbed one of the most audio from one of the most popular YouTube videos by a guy named Robbas. So thank you. I, I robbased your, your audio for this. Surgeon <laughs> uh, <laughs> Simulator 2013. Holy fucking oh shit. One of my friends at work, Corey was trying to play it today and like he had never played it and he just told me like I I'm, I think I'm really bad at this and I was like no, no everybody it, is it's designed yeah. for yeah. you to be bad at yeah, yeah. that's it, the point it, it can be frustrating though like I tried out the, the new Team Fortress add-on that they introduced uh-huh. a few weeks ago and I cannot get the fucking ribs out of that heavy it's very irritating I did not like that Team Fortress one because no. like you get the ribs out, you pull his multicolored organs out, uh-huh. then you have to go open the fucking refrigerator, which is oh. its own pain in the ass. You pull out the baboon heart, you put the baboon heart in, you get the fucking Uberizer, you plug that into the heart, <laughs> and then you fucking pull the medic's gun, like his medic gun, uh-huh. out from the left over so that it's like lined up with the chest, and then it'll like supercharge his heart and like completely like reanimate the whole hole in his chest. Uh-huh. But it's so fucking annoying, and it's like. I love that game because it's fucking annoying, but that one in particular is really picky I, and annoying. I, I've only done the heart transplant, but I don't care. I still yeah. will open it and like not 
and just play with the stuff on the desk. Just, yeah, 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 I, I did the heart transplant when it was like the the only way to play it, and it was free, and it was just like a browser right. game. Yeah, but yeah, that like I guess it was made in literally forty eight hours. Wow. Yes, the the original Flash game. Uh, then they decided to say, well, what can we do in forty eight days? According to the trailer. And they made the full version, which has a bunch of different operations you can do. It has a brain transplant, and I guess it has levels where you're doing it like in a ambulance, uh, an ambulance, and or then a space, space shuttle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think we should say the whole point of this game is that it's impossible. It's like QOP, that running yeah. game. Uh-huh. It's a very similar concept yeah. where well, it's you, like you have you have an arm which you, have, you control yeah. with the mouse, and then like you can you control like the wrist with the yeah. mouse, like and how uh-huh. it goes up and down. Yeah, and the fingers are like. A W R P and space. Uh-huh. So if like you want to close your hand, it's like you have to press seven different keys plus space. <laughs> yeah. So you make a claw with your left hand and mash the keyboard while you waggle the mouse. Like like Quap, it's making I, a case for why we don't have one to one controls. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, yes. you, and you try, yeah. have to try and figure out like of the tools in front of me, which one would be the great, the best to like awkwardly glom onto <laughs> and then clumsily swing at my patient to get like the bones out of the way so I can grab his organs and yank. Yeah. Them. Out. Yeah, and why we keep making the joke, shh, I doctor now, is yeah. because one of the achievements, if you put out one finger and put it over your patient's mouth, yeah. you can also flip your patient off uh-huh. and, and get an, and achievement. an achievement. Well, for, for the, when I got the sh- I doctor now, I literally just grabbed the patient's face with my <laughs> yeah, hand, and, just it and yeah, just sort of shook uh. it around, and it's, shh, <laughs> I doctor now. <laughs> yeah, and you and like. The more you cut up the patient, the more blood they lose per uh-huh. second. So that's that's your timer, basically. It's like Operation the Board Game, but a video game. It's, it's, it's exactly just, the same. Yeah, it mixes that whole clash of, what's the game that would require the most precise controls? A surgery game where a human life is in your hand. Yeah. We're going to give you the worst controls. Yeah. Yeah. So in that's, order, that's, that's order, the whole In order to make game. it possible, though... You do a terrible job at the surgery, even when you succeed. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you just, like the heart transplant, you just basically rip their like their, rip their rib, rib cage, cage out, out and then rip all their organs, organs out yeah. and then just get at the heart throw the replacement <laughs> heart into their chest cavity and it's like good job. Yeah. he'll live like no he won't yeah he died the second i operated you literally just like rip his lungs out yes. and like ah. it's yeah. not like trauma we'll center where you have to stitch him back up it's no. Like, no once that one item is in there and the hitbox is detected You're it's done. like you win <laughs> It'll be fine. And it's funny to me that the brain surgery is actually the easiest one, where it's just like, you get that hammer and you just waggle it around and break his skull uh, apart, yeah. and then you just pull the brain out, sever the brain cord, and throw that new brain in upside down. Boom, you're done! <laughs> <laughs> he will works. never recover from this ever. No! Even if the brain somehow works, like, you're never going to get that skull cap back on. It's never going to grow normal hair. So despite the fact that it sounds like... Everybody who plays this is completely inept at it. Uh-huh. Like Quap. Yeah. They have made a lot of, like, uh, like I guess fans or other developers have made add-ons like uh, this uh, well, Team Fortress a, stuff. They just had a Team Fortress deal, yeah. really. And actually, oh, okay. they kind of gained some extra fame when people thought that they were part of a Half-Life 3 alternate reality game. This is true. Um, oh, really? We did, too, because we put a joke in our magazine about Half-Life 3 and people thought it was all connected and started doing, like, chalkboard beautiful mind shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then we had to write an article saying, no, no, yeah, no. No, we, we, we didn't actually create a... We didn't announce Half-Life 3. Yeah. And then they also had to come out and say, 
No, no, we put some jokes in there that had to do with the Team Fortress stuff. This is not a Valve uh, <laughs> arg. But well, it's just weird because I think Valve has polluted that well because they've done that in the past where it's like they'll release oh, yeah. updates for games that are ARG-related. So now whenever there's an update for any what game, happens it's like, they, it's an ARG thing. They released <laughs> an update for like Half-Life 2 Episode 2, I think, and there, there was a mistake where like everything was in Korean, I think. Um, oh. And then like they made a joke in Surgeon Simulator by putting something in Korean. Like if you turned over one of the objects on the desk, they were making a joke. And then people were like, Oh, well, no, this is it. Here clearly, it is. Clearly, all Korean uh, has to do with Half-Life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes. But then Valve had to come out and say, no, there really was a bug that made everything Korean. Before that, there was, those, uh, the, was it the Portal 2-related ARG, where they were releasing all that stuff for Portal 2? Oh, yeah, yeah, And it was like, those were updates to, like, Half-Life 2 and stuff, and games that had not been touched in years. And you get this update, and it's like, why is there an update for this? And then it has little things built into it, so I think that's corrupted it forever, where anyone sees oh, yeah. any update to a game now, it's like, mm-hmm. Crusader has a texture update! <laughs> wow, Half-Life I love 3! <laughs> I'm actually having so much fun with, like, the conspiracy <laughs> theories and the, like... Uh, there's this whole culture around trying to predict Half-Life 3, and I think it's amazing. I was talking to one of our writers, and I loved what he said, that Valve could shut down E3 one year if, like, the day before E3, they're like, Half-Life 3 is announced, and it's out. Downloaded. Like, every editor would be like, well, we'll get more traffic if we play <laughs> Half-Life 3 and write about it than we will if we cover E3. They maybe, could literally maybe. plaster, like, the glass doors right in front of the E3 entrance yeah. just say... Half-Life 3 is out. Go back to your PCs. Yeah, and everyone would turn around and be like, well, nothing to do here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if Gabe was just handing out flyers in front of E3? <laughs> hey, Half-Life 3 is out. Go home. You could cancel the show. <laughs> he could. And maybe that's maybe the reason that they're putting it off is because they're trying to figure out how to release it in a way that won't completely break the internet. <laughs> yes. right, yeah. And crash the, the American economy. Crash <laughs> all their servers at once. Like You, you have to get like a, a ticket to stand in line. It's like even the summer sale brought down steam for hours and hours when it first started Mm -hmm. from so many people so like imagine that times a a nuclear apocalypse (laughs) and you have what happens when they announce half-life 3 so there's no server that could handle that announcement no it doesn't exist maybe that's it they're engineering a supercomputer which can withstand the traffic mm-hmm. for the uh, uh, trailer, the debut trailer. Yeah, that must be they, it. They could just put it on on a disc, but then everybody like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do with this thing?" <laughs> they mail it to everyone in America. It's a, uh-huh. it's a DVD with the debut trailer. It's, it's like an AOL thing, but it's it's Half Life Three, and then you just, just open you, you have to buy a code. To you. They should yeah. just do the opposite of a Steam sale: make everything super expensive. <laughs> Maybe even Half-Life 3 itself. Uh-huh. Just like, nobody's buying anything. I unleash it at an early adopter price of like $80. Yeah. <laughs> but they make every other game $120. Yes, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's like, ooh, sorry, Arkham Asylum is now $250. <laughs> Trackmania is $300. <laughs> like, do I get a graphics card with that? No. Oh, well, I guess I'll spend it anyway. Free to play? <laughs> no. Free to pay? Ah, $500. You can pay a lot of money for free. <laughs> Anyway, Surgeon Simulator is a great, stupid yeah, game. Yeah, not is. quite great enough to make our top five, but good enough yeah. for an honorable mention. It's a great yeah. experience. It's very memorable. It's not uh, long. You can beat it in like a couple hours. Yeah, it's but it's well, really cool. maybe if you can master the controls. I'm pretty fucking. I late, had to man. use a guide just to do the heart transplant. That's that's. I think it's it's actually I didn't know what to do. It's a game that's bad on purpose and can be enjoyed as a 
so bad it's fucking amazing yeah. experience. Yes. And it's I know the Steam sale is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the summer sales ended by the time you're listening to this. But if you were a, sadly, if you were, yeah, it, a, it will have ended the day before this goes live. If you were a clever goose, you probably picked it up for like some just three bucks. absurd price. I got it for three bucks. Uh-huh. Like yeah. seriously, ah, oh my god, the, like whatever you think about Human Revolution, three dollars is yeah totally acceptable for that game. Yes. My, one, yeah, my greatest regrets is that I already have many of these games. <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, and I, why did I buy it when it was twenty bucks? I know. Somehow, like <clears throat> somehow, like Gabe comes I'm with like a Men in Black thing and wipes everyone's memory after the Steam <laughs> sale, after the summer sale, so that they continue to buy games throughout the year. But like any sane person, if that didn't happen, would not buy games. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Going out on I'm the Best by GMC Faux Show. When we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news. We're going to get to our new community segment. Stay tuned. I'm the best. Standing on a car, finger in the air. With some women's with my fingers in their head. Yes, I be the one that went street fighter tournaments. Make a million dollars without even earning it. I got the highest score in the world on my SAT. And then I went to Everest to learn how to slay them trees. I don't have to count to know I'm worth a billion. You know what bigger number? I am worth a billion. So, uh, hey guys, how's it going? Pretty good. Yeah? I bet you're wondering right now, what can I do to support Vigigame Apocalypse? I'm am I right? wondering that. Mike Grimm, am I right? Is this that's, something that's you're, you're actively wondering? I need money for rent yes. and booze. You do. I and motorcycle maintenance. Well, it turns out that there are a number of things you can spend that money on other than uh, rent and booze and motorcycle maintenance. No uh, way. No. I know, I right? refuse to believe it. Yeah. Well, you can actually help us raise some of this money or just get the word out about us. You can subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes, especially if you want to leave a five-star review. Can you review us in the Google Play Store? Just go to iTunes, goddammit. You can also buy stuff through the Amazon links scattered around lasertimepodcast.com. And whatever you buy after clicking through those links, it doesn't matter if it's that thing or not, we'll get a little cut of whatever you spend. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it does go to us. You can comment on our article or post on our forums. Let us know what you do and don't like about the podcast. Yes, I've seen the criticism thread. That's fine. You you want to tell us what you don't like? Great, go post there. We um, are not soft-skinned individuals. No, Please tell not. us what you like no. and not like. And some, some of that will genuinely help improve the show. This is true. Yes. If you hate my voice, just let me know. <laughs> His sex is so man. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> just tell me you don't like it and I'll change it. <laughs> Did you know you can also buy a Vigigame Apocalypse t-shirt month. what it's true a vigilant apocalypse t-shirt from store.lasertimepodcast.com what sizes are available all sizes yeah, everywhere nice. probably Joke. i don't know we Inclusive. may not have three xl we're not trying we're not attention. trying to perpetuate america's body image conscious nonsense it's true all sizes are available you know what you can do that's really easy that doesn't involve any of the stuff I just mentioned what's that you can tell a friend about us Ah, that's super easy just tell a friend hey there's this great podcast that has become the end all be all of all things in my life Uh, you should listen to it it's called Vigigame Game Apocalypse and it's run by some really great guys who I want to kiss on the mouth 
Yes. Say it in those exact words or it won't work. I, some of you may actually want to go the extra mile and donate actual money to us with the little donate button on the left-hand side or possibly right-hand side of lasertimepodcast.com. I'm not looking <laughs> at it. Depending on how I feel that week. <laughs> yeah. We've, got some, we've gotten some amazing donations so far, but if you do donate it to us, please... Please be sure to say it's for VigiGameApocalypse.com or none of that will go to us. It will instead go to line Chris's pockets and keep the lights on. And who cares about that? Lights aren't even that great. Lights flicker. Turn off. Chris Uh, Antista's marinara fund. (laughs) (laughs) That he bathes in so that he smells like pizza. And guys, if your friend refused to listen, tell him you have polio and it's your last wish. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know Please what? Do. You know what? Go to the Make a Wish Foundation and tell them your last wish is that they all become Video Game Apocalypse fans. <laughs> and we'll get a lot of press by association because if you have polio in 2013, there is something seriously wrong in your you, economic situation. You probably situation. live in an undiscovered African nation. <laughs> this is true. Instead of playing Amazing Grace over your funeral hymn. Just play the latest episode of Laser Time, and or yeah. make it one of the longer yeah. ones, or Video Game Apocalypse. Yeah, or um, Cape Crisis, or G Popcast, or VG Empire. Yeah, or you can follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. Now we're gonna end this segment and get back to the actual show. I'm not best at making beats. That's right, my voice to track, and my swag is off the charts. That's a fact. I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm gonna buy it. Okay, and I'm gonna play it on my Wii U gamepad. Right. <laughs> what are you gonna? What are you gonna so buy? What are you gonna buy, Mike? Wait, the guy who made music girl, for. We're gonna <laughs> that Wii U, and we're gonna touch that gamepad together, and it's just gonna be the best thing that we've ever done together. Night. How are we not recording this? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We are. So the guy. We who... are. It's over. What? It's over. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> damn it. And we're back. Hope you enjoyed that wonderful break. We have some new releases to start off the second segment with. So here we go. These are the new releases. They are releasing Now that the ritual <laughs> of the new releases song has been completed, it is safe to continue. Not a whole lot this week, but a few exceptional highlights. Should talk first about Earthbound, which came out last uh, week. <laughs> Christ. Wow. <laughs> if I can echo that, but slightly at uh-huh. a lower octave. So what, ah! what Nintendo platforms is that available for? It peaked on all four <laughs> But not 3DS! Unfortunately not. Your neighbors hate us. Uh, hello, landlord? Yes. No. There's a wild animal in my apartment. <laughs> Raccoon that you let in. Yes. I've stabbed it through the neck. It's gone now. Landlord, landlord, let me explain. Earthbound has been... It's a very rare game, okay? Look, look, hello? Hello? Let's start from the beginning. I'm going to get my friend Brett on the line. We're going to talk about this. <laughs> Came out in 1995. So, yeah. It was a very big box. Earth, very rare to Earthbound buy. Earthbound is $10, uh, which, as we all know, uh, is digital content is worthless. It should be $0.30, cents, <laughs> like all digital content is yeah. and so always true. will be. So true. Because I'm a whiny man baby who apparently has never bought anything online before. Yeah. 
And I have no idea how much work Nintendo put into actually making no. this game available. No, after and it's, so it's long. kind of amazing because there were rumors for so long that yeah. there was like some licensing thing, like they had used samples of popular songs in the game without getting clearance. Yeah, and, and I mean, I that's it's actually pretty clear that they do, and I don't know how they actually are getting around it because there's a lot of samples going on in the Earthbound soundtrack. Probably by I don't know paying money. That is why yeah. it's cost cost ten dollars. Yeah, that, which that, means I actually had to comb through the thing and find out. Okay, which samples did we actually use? All right, let's yeah. let's go negotiate. Like we'll pay you thirty cents per download, and that's that's probably why it's two bucks extra because all the licensing fees involved. Could be. Yes. Also, fuck you if you're complaining about the price for this game. Literally, fuck you. I yeah. don't like you. You're a jerk. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, fucking Earthbound. What? It's one of the the greatest sixteen bit RPGs ever made. One of the greatest games ever made. I'm not even going to qualify with any of those precursors. Okay, I love it. I love it so much. Uh, they enough. ported the strategy guide to the. Wii U gamepad, which is pretty cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that while you play the game on the screen, you can actually look at the awesome, awesome, awesome strategy guide that was originally included with the game. It has claymation models yep. of most of the characters oh, wow. and figures in the game, and they're all so fucking I re- great. I remember seeing some of those used in Nintendo Power back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. When there was still a thing called Nintendo Power. Uh. Single tier. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I mean, that was all the promotional stuff for the game, though, was that it was all claymation yeah. and uh-huh. the scratch and sniff cards. Yeah, you, you yeah, can't. Scratch and sniff cards are weird. I so got that great. shit. Yeah, we man. got that shit. Wow, wow, yeah. nice. What, what you, do you smell? So, what were they? Used I didn't. For? I don't want to scratch them because then they'll degrade. So there was a <laughs> Belch, the big pile of puke, yeah. okay. the boss. He smelled like vomit. So you had a scratch and sniff card for him for vomit. Yes. So you could really uh, get immersed in the. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was a in pizza. The Ludo narrative dissonance. Yes. The Ludo narrative. Uh, Ludo. Uh, what's the word for scent? Uh. Ludo nasal, the Ludo nasal ah, resonance, sure. <laughs> and there was one for pizza that smelled like pizza. Uh, uh-huh. I forget the. So it was. It was for when so you fought Chris Antista. Antista right? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> also, Jinx, because uh-huh. I'm five. <laughs> Damn it! I can't talk. Oh. But yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm literally buying that the second after we're yeah. done here. I haven't been home yet since work, Same and it got here. announced this morning. Yeah. So. I can't can't wait to go and buy Earthbound Jim, yeah. character <laughs> designs by Doug Tenable. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, if we ever heard about some kind of like proclivity from the Earthbound staff that was not proclivity. in line, or just something that they. Is that the wrong word? I'm sorry. Shigesatsu Itoi fucking around. Yeah. If, <laughs> Excellent. If he was just, if we found out that someone who worked on Earthbound did something terrible, like, God help us. No, it never happened. They were all saints. Yeah. What? They're all nice people. No, you brought up oh, uh, the, the Tenable. Right, yeah. Yeah, but Earthbound, everyone who worked on that is a complete saint. That's true. Although, I, I feel like I've read, like, five different articles on crack that all talk about how the ending is you're basically performing an abortion on an alien back that's, in time. That's dumb. What's so, what's so wrong about that? I don't know. It's creepy. Yeah. What, are you not pro-choice, I mean, Michael? That, that some sort is, of conservative asshole? No, no, no. I'm just saying it's... That, well, I, I've seen videos of that. Like, the whole fucking thing is creepy. Right, yeah. The, There's the a lot of creepiness creepy, in the game. You can read into that creepy ending whatever current social issues you would yeah. like. Well, I'm, I'm excited about this one because for whatever reason, probably because I had other games that I wanted and a very limited budget which consisted of birthdays and Christmas for mm-hmm. getting games no, when yeah. I was a kid. Similar. I never played Earthbound 
from the 16-bit days. I have never actually played Earthbound, even with emulators. Yeah. And so now I have a chance to uh, to, Mike, to grab it for 10 bucks. Michael Raparaz, am I making love to this microphone play. right now? Uh-huh. Please, Michael, do it. <laughs> Please play Earthbound to I'll, completion. I'll fucking download Finish it, it. Bring Earthbound to climax. <laughs> That's what we need. I've never oh, played shit. Earthbound. Tyler, you're a lost cause. Don't worry about Repeat it. Repeat everything you said to me. Thank but you. Tyler's name. <laughs> you are in an apartment with a Wii U, and you still that's won't true. Pay it you have you are in an apartment with all three major game consoles, and yet you continually say like, "Oh, I I can't play anything on a game console." It's I don't I don't, I don't have use one. them. They're not mine. I you could I could, but like I mean, Chris Chris can't be using them all the time, can he? No, I mean, if he's not watching Naruto like a baby, <laughs> <laughs> he does watch Baby Naruto. Hey, he's watching Attack of Titans and, right and now, which is great. He made me watch <laughs> yeah. the first episode after we recorded uh, right, yes, Laser Attack Time. on Titan is pretty awesome. And uh, I, I did enjoy it um, not enough to stay up to watch a second episode, but mm, mm. it wasn't bad. Well, okay. Anyway, off Bringing topic. endorsement from Tyler Wilde for Attack on Titan. <laughs> wasn't bad. Let me, let, me, let me bring it back. <laughs> All right, Earthbound. Earthbound, one of the absolute best games ever. Shigesato Itoi. Uh-huh. Genius. Yes. A brilliant philosopher of the modern era who resonates with most Japanese people, and he will resonate with you. But the problem is, most of his works have not been translated. And he is the game developer of this game. He's not a game developer. He never yeah. did that. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. Who He's just a- some random guy who wandered in off the street. Yeah. It is That is not too far from the truth. Went to Nintendo's like, what do you guys do here? And like, oh, we make games. It's like, oh, hey, I could do that, right? That's almost not a lie. Like, he is <laughs> not in any way, shape, or form a game developer. He is a guy that is just sort of like kind of a modern philosopher and he just writes these little blogs and he wrote these little things that were just like observations about modern life in Japan and he got picked up he was like I want to make a game and Nintendo's like fuck you you don't want to make a game you don't know what this is you have to commit if you want to do this you have to commit and he was like fuck you I'm gonna commit and he did and he made this game with Nintendo and it's astounding it's not like anything else Nintendo's done if you like Nintendo games but you think they're childish I totally understand. This game is not like those games. It's so, very different. You heard it here first, kids. If you waste your parents' money on a philosophy degree, you can one day be the most revered yes. game designer uh, in 16-bit history. It's true. One of them. My sister has a philosophy degree. She still hasn't made Earthbound. So I'm getting concerned. She has to work on it. You know? yeah. She's yeah. got to keep grinding. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some other new releases this week. Who uh, gives a shit? Yeah. Shadowrun <laughs> Returns, motherfucker, to uh, PC. Oh, hey, that's that <laughs> platform I am into. Yeah. Uh, so also out this week is Mars Warlogs, which is a downloadable, apparently it's coming to XBLA, action RPG that looks weirdly like Mass Effect. Um, the first thing I saw of it, I was I was looking it up today, was I watched, they, they put like the entire intro online, and it's like this super bleak thing with like this young kid who was, you know, just kind of drafted to to help defend the water guilds, and then he was taken prisoner, and they loaded him on a, a train car, and he's just en route to this military prison, and he's like, I don't care about anything anymore, and just like minutes and minutes of just just bleak, ugh, just ugh, and then he gets into prison, and like a gang of dudes come up and uh, throw him to the floor and try to rape him. And then this, like, weird dude shows up out of nowhere and just, like, starts banging his wrist manacles together to make, like, this knife-drawing sound. And, like, there's this long, weird standoff where the rapist keeps going, like, what the fuck's your problem? You some you, some kind of head case? What's going on? And 
The guy just keeps staring at him, and finally the rapist leaves. And it's like, that's the guy you play. Not the rapist, but the, the weirdo <laughs> banging his manacles together. <sighs> and uh, you apparently escape with the help of this kid who you rescue. Mm. And uh, then you go out into the world of Mars, and it looks sort of Mass Effect-y, where you're talking to a bunch of different people, and your dialogue options influence the course of the story. And it looks kind of fascinating. Like, more than I'd expect from just some random downloadable title that didn't have much marketing behind it and that I've never heard of. See, you've already lost my faith, because I'm apprehensive about any piece of media that decides not to commit to the anal rape of its main character. Oh, I see. Like, there's too many games where they take you to the brink of getting fucked Uh in the ass, but, you know, only uh, the Shawshank Redemption has ever (laughs) really done it. (laughs) I haven't... I don't think I've heard the best things about the game, but... I don't want to commit to that statement because <laughs> I haven't played it myself and I don't right. know. It well, could be very good. It looks potentially interesting. Maybe it's crap. I'm not going to make any sort of judgments about it because I haven't played it. I just really only found out about it uh, while researching new releases this week. Yeah, um, I yeah. mean, I don't know if it's I- exclusive to Xbox Live Arcade. But no, like, it's coming out on PC. Mars Warlocks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and PS3 also. Mm-hmm. I think... What, like what I saw was that it's just down for 360 this week. Okay, but like, yeah, well, at least Xbox Live Arcade as of late has yeah. just been kind of... Like, there was, has it? There was a Rest in Peace department, RAPD. Oh, boy. Uh, so they had, they had both the game... the More like Rest in Shit. Yeah, so they had the movie game what? for that. They had the movie yeah. game for Pacific Rim. Is there, is is there no good. Summer of Arcade promotion this no, year? No, it's next month. Oh, okay. So now is when they're pushing out the shit that is, that is terrible... Uh. So I think, wait, I've got actually a list of other recent... Terrible. Well, Call of of War's Gunslinger was pretty good. Yeah, that was like, that was more than a month ago at least. That was also four bucks on the Steam sale. Yeah. Uh, Already? Yeah. Jesus. Well, there's a lot of new stuff on the Steam sale. That's why you should all check out the Steam sale. So there is an awesome opportunity to spend hundreds of dollars buying yeah. games that would probably cost you. Yeah. If you can break a hundred dollars in the Steam sale, I would I would applaud you. That's I think I already have. Wow. Okay, we gave Mars well, Warlogs on PC Gamer because it's uh-huh. already out for PC right. a sixty-six, hmm. and so not great. Keep in mind, keep in mind that PC Gamer, compared to many sites you may go to. Scores lower. It does, yeah. yeah. But you know, sixty-six is saying. So it's probably like, going to be at a seventy-six. Mm, you would think else. a game about a space wizard would be way better. Mars Warlock. Yeah. yeah. Mars I mean, Warlock. I, I heard Mars Warlock, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm like on a red planet. I'm Gandalf. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm shooting magic missiles at aliens. No, Actually, was... PC Gamer is above average. Metacritic is a sixty percent. Oh well. But yeah, it's, like, it's actually Mars Log Wars, where <laughs> it's just logs fighting each other. It's poop logs <laughs> floating poop through logs, space. Yeah. Gently gracing your space uh, mask. That's a South Park RPG. So, very quickly, post State of Decay, which was like the last notable Xbox ah, arcade yes, release. Fantastic. Uh, Thunderwolves, which is a uh, not so great. Uh, you guys gave that like a five, I think. Yeah. Then Fireburst, which we gave a one point five at OXM. Uh, Storm, which I heard was okay. The Dungeons and Dragons, uh, that collection thing. Shadows also, of Mistara, yeah. whatever. Uh, Spartacus Legends, which is free to play. Right. Doodle Jump for Connect. Why is that game I, so fucking popular? I don't even have to mention any reviews for it. Just saying those four words. <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that there's like Doodle Jump for iPhone is one of the most singularly unspectacular games I've ever played in my life. <laughs> there is an arcade version 
There is a Connect version. How is it so fucking beloved? It's exclusive for Connect. So they're PR you can only people. The PR people give sexual favors to the I guess general. <laughs> that doesn't explain like why fucking GameWorks in Seattle has a Doodle Jump arcade game. Like yeah. why? And and why is he at advertising fucking Doug and Buster's commercials? Why? I don't even want to know why. <laughs> I didn't even. It's know It's a that rhetorical why. Yeah. He played Fruit Ninja, right? Yeah. <laughs> Similar. Yeah. And there's Capsize, which I heard was okay, but it came out on uh, PC yeah. ages ago. Well, it's yeah. A, yeah, it's okay. Um, and then better yeah, on PC. And then yeah, from there it was a uh, Pacific Rim, and then Rest Ugh. in Peace Department. What else? What else do we have, Michael? Well, we have Stealth Incorporated, a clone in the dark, releasing on PS3, which is better known on PC. And can be bought through the Steam sale as Stealth Bastard Tactical Espionage Arsehole. That's a better name. Which, yes, I played it. I played that a bit last night. And I mean, uh, Clone in the Dark, cute uh, uh, pun. A Clone in the Dark. A Clone in the Dark. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't think that's uh, going to be noticed by Is like a terror- lot of the gaming audience today. <laughs> Is that like the Tara Reid movie? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, yes, okay. exactly Tara Reed like movie. That, yeah. Play as Tara Reed, uh, who <laughs> stares at a script to read off science <laughs> things. Great. Um, well, actually, uh, Stealth Bastard, as I'm going to insist on calling it. It's a side-scrolling stealth game where you have to manipulate the environment and shadows to avoid the gaze of security cameras. And <laughs> that is to avoid the gaze. <laughs> yes, to avoid gaze. <laughs> but no, it's, it's got cool little touches in that like, there, there are these pillars and... Depending on the way the light is pointed, like as you push them, they'll create shadows that you can hide in. Uh, so you can you can uh, push things around to, to make safe paths past security cameras. While we're mentioning the Steam sale, which is over by the time uh-huh. you're listening to this, yeah. you should have passed you should have bought Mark the Ninja for like whatever ridiculous price it was. That is a great yeah. game. Unless you bought it on Xbox like a year ago, like a sucker. Whenever they had, whenever fifteen dollars, it was on whatever PC. Princely sum they demanded. <laughs> not, it was on PC not that long after. I'm just saying now during the Steam sale, yeah, it was on. Yeah. I saw it on sale for like if you don't three dollars, buy it definitely, oh or God. have bought it definitely. It's a really good game. Mm-hmm. Like they. I don't know. They do stealth better than so many stealth games. Um, yeah, so, even in 2D. So Bastard Thief Stealth Stealth man? Bastard. Oh, bastard stealth Thieves? Bastard. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Or or as it's known on PC, Stealth Inc. Stealth Inc. A, co- a clone in the dark. It's funny that they would use the word bastard in the console release, but not in the PC release. I fear PC is where no, you let it's your... the other way around. Oh. Oh, on Xbox, it's a clone yeah. in the dark. Yes. On PC, uh, it's Stealth Bastard. Okay. All right. All right. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, every PC game um, that's multi-platform has like a vulgar name on PC. Like Bioshock Infinite is like Biofuck Dickfinite <laughs> on good, PC. Good, yeah. But yeah. the console versions had to tone it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Super Mario sixty four is Assfuck City. Assfuck City. <laughs> Actually, on if PC. you guys like during the Steam Kaizo Assfuck City, you could have got Kaizo Assfuck City for like thirty cents. So <laughs> yeah. you really should have been paying attention to the Steam sale. Uh, um, open platform guys open platform I don't know if you have this one here but can I mention it real quick Michael sure Attack of the Friday Monsters Attack of the yeah. Friday Monsters yeah I'm gonna mention it real quick alright tell us came out oh, today quick. oh uh, which, it's on yeah. 3DS, which is last Thursday which is last Thursday uh, 3DS it's a level 5 game uh, Attack of the Friday Monsters a Tokyo Tale is the name of it and it's basically it takes place in 1970s Japan and you are a young kid who's sort of the son of a dry cleaner, and you just 
you kind of fuck around. You hang out with your bros, your young friends. You play this cool card game where you like, uh, if you win, you get to tell your asshole friends what to do. So it's like, fuck you. You have to nice. do a little funny dance. I uh, came to let me tell asshole friends what to do. The trick is, or the, the, I don't know, the idea is that every Friday, though, in your tiny, small Japanese village, uh, a kaiju monster comes out and is battled by Ultraman, essentially, and they fight, destroying many things in the countryside outside of your village, and you're just some little asshole kid that's sitting here having fun <laughs> trying to live his life. And Fuck every you, Friday, <laughs> you see these dickhead monsters blasting each other out the fucking doors out there. Nice. Uh, Sounds but, pretty great. Yeah, yeah. No, like the idea of it is really great. I just bought it today. Uh, Ray Barnholt was actually talking about it, and really? it seemed really cool. So I've heard Ice again? Cube has uh, a tour de force performance in this game. Yes, Attack of the Friday After Next Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's Attack of the Friday Monsters of Tokyo Tale, and it's on 3DS now. It's like seven bucks, and oh, okay. I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you a trip report next episode, right. whether it's good or not. <laughs> like we talked about this on Laser Time, but have you seen Big Man Japan? We were yes, oh, yeah, 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 I have. So, I, mean, I assume yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just makes me think of that. Mm-hmm. Um, one other notable release this week, also the only Xbox 360 game to release. It's. Number zero. Uh, Smurfs two. <laughs> Fuck you. I, yeah. I will say, I literally, I, I, I'm looking at your computer screen, so I looked up that game. The one uh, positive redeeming value is that Way Forward is developing the game. Really? On so there's on apparently all the consoles that it's coming out for. That is the only thing you could have said that would get me interested in. And that. weirdly, like what I was saying about PC titles, it's also called Smurfs two on PC. <laughs> yeah. But Smurfs is, has a yeah, different yeah. connotation. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucks, too. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, there's like... It's not like, called Fuck-Ass Manor 3, The Dickening. <laughs> the Dickening. So there's a 50% chance it'll be a good game. 50% chance this is one of those way forward games where they kind of half-ass yeah. it. And mm. Hey, they got bills well, to pay, man. What's the worst game that they've made? Like... Oh, Blood Rain. Okay, well, oh, that, boy, that, that, was, is... that was problematic. That Their heart was in the right place. Yeah, I mean, the the Double Dragon game was good, but I love that game. Uh, <laughs> that game made me laugh constantly at all its bizarre references that only dickheads like me who remember playing <laughs> like POW and other brawlies in arcades will, will pick up on. Only 80s kids will get it. That's true. Take that, Reddit. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> or or kids who consumed a lot of '80s shit and recognized oh. the Skeletor laugh. Hey, does anyone else remember '80s kids? Not me. Man, remember nope. '80s kids? Nope, they're all dead. <laughs> yep, they all died. Yep. Baby boomers killed them all. They and took their jobs. It's true. They died in Vietnam. I need that part-time shift at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> Today I learned there was an '80s. I saw Hendrix live. I deserve that Starbucks <laughs> job more. <laughs> yes, you do. All right, let's move on to news. Probably yeah. the biggest news, at least when we're recording this, is that Capcom unveiled a new fucking Strider game. <laughs> Which I literally... Speaking of 80s kids, <laughs> we've turned into the Arsenio Hall audience. Literally have never heard of, and people on Twitter Are do not believe Are you fucking me. shitting wow. me, you goddamn fucking Canada. Luddite? Oh my Christ. Canada. I have never heard Canada. the word Strider used as a title of a game. Honestly, okay, you never saw the arcade game, no. the, the beloved wow. Genesis version. That's I looked rude. it up. That's 1989 bizarre. arcade game, Japanese arcade game. The Marvel vs. Capcom character Strider Hear You. I did not play Marvel vs. Capcom. No. Fucking hell! In Canada, they call Strider those pads you wipe on your face. 
I I assumed it was a bug that's on your swimming pool. I don't. <laughs> what is the? T- just tell tell it to me like I'm a Canadian. All right. Well, Strider is a side-scrolling classic game about a space ninja with a super fast laser sword who kills sounds Russians. Good. That sounds good. It's and the they're, third they're most cyborg Russians. It's quite good. Oh, yes. well, it's the third most popular arcade ninja game. Behind Ninja Gaiden, <laughs> because back in the day Shinobi. it was very rare that a character could climb on walls and hang from the ceiling while <laughs> slashing a robotic ape in the face that filled up the entire fucking screen. By the yes, way, yes, when he slashes, it's like fourteen sonic booms okay. at once to shoot uh-huh. at him. I mean, after I did research it because it is coming to every platform yes. there is, including PC, and I understand that it was like uh-huh. Capcom's big success, right? Before Street Fighter 2. And, and then there was Strider 2, which was on PS, PSX, PlayStation 1. I think and it was PlayStation 2. I, no, it was PlayStation oh, 1. my bad, my bad. But I loved that game, and nobody else bought it. So okay. I'm very, I'm actually very surprised that they're bringing it back, because I thought that they'd kind of given up on the character and that world. But yeah, it's cyberpunk ninja with a big fucking flowing scarf and, and a cool it, sword. And it's got Metrovania, Metroidvania Does it? aspects now. Yes, it's a semi-open world and you get shit that unlocks new areas yeah. as you get it. It's well, really great that they're giving it a double helix. Uh, well, I was going to mention <laughs> one positive before we go there, <laughs> which is the, the one thing I picked up on the trailer that sold me immediately when I saw it is... Uh, in the original arcade game, he would do this jump, like when you built up a lot of speed, where he'd just basically like throw out his arms and legs and like do a cartwheel in midair. Yeah, and like that's in this game, nice. and that's awesome. But yes, it's by Double Helix. Yes, so and this should fill us all with foreboding. Just in case the the name doesn't immediately strike fear in your heart, uh, they made GI Joe Rise, GI Joe Rise of the Cobra. Uh, Green Lantern, Rise of the Manhunters, uh, Battleship, and then they're slated to put out Killer Instinct for Xbox One. That's pretty good. I like it. That that, that game's going to be free at least. That they were trusted with that says something. Some of that can be attributed to having bad IP to work with. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're not going to make the greatest game ever when... Well, you're working with battleships. I guess. I guess. Yeah. In their defense, like, why would you create the best? Like, you could create an amazing game with the battleship oh, license. Absolutely. Why would you? Because nobody's gonna. Nobody who would appreciate it is gonna play it. And you're, your budget is thirty five thousand American dollars. <laughs> yeah. Because you're you're the hat license. And you're being basically. paid. Yeah. You're being paid to put out anything. Mm-hmm. So you put out anything, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not to say they should just. You know, they that, not to say they shouldn't take pride yeah. in their work, but. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they also have short turnaround with those license jobs, mm. I would imagine. I'm not basing that on anything. Yeah. But you would imagine probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not priority. They're money-making opportunities, so. Yeah. Um, also, coming out, well, news that's come out recently is David Jaffe is back in the public aisle now with... I'll, I now with a Kickstarter. Isn't he always? Oh, he has a Kickstarter. He has a Kickstarter for Motor Gun: Return of the Auto Duel. As I'm looking at it now, it has 508 backers, has raised more than thirty nine thousand dollars, and has twenty eight days left to go. So it's non licensed uh, uh, twisted metal. Is that like? Or not non-licensed, but, you know. Yep. An exciting new vehicular combat game with RPG elements. Think Auto Duel meets World of Tanks and mix in some Interstate 76. Okay. <laughs> which is high praise coming from the developers of the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay. That's interesting. The, the title of that game is literally the store brand version of Twisted Metal. <laughs> Motor Gun Return of the Auto Duel. That, yeah, that and, name and is not auto duel, ridiculous. Not Auto Duel Singular as in the Steve Jackson game, but right. Auto Space Duel. <laughs> like two cars at the opposite the opposite end of an alley. Mm-hmm. What's, let's, what's, let's hear a little bit of this trailer here. No idea what to expect. This is a terrible mistake. I shouldn't have played this. <laughs> dildos. Dildos. Everywhere. And not a drop to drink. Twitter fight. Feminism. Uh, gangs formed and chaos ruled. Uh, I'm not going to read this Xbox story. Let's, let's Jeff, get back. I feel like has been oh. leading uh, up to working Jeff, on a game just talking. like this. So it's kind of a culmination of a lot of different projects I've worked on over the years. And that is Mike that, Arkin. It's every boy's dream to drive Fire around Man. in like a big powerful car with machine guns strapped on the hood. Shooting. I think that says it all right there. Say that, that really with does. more passion <laughs> as opposed to your dead monotone. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like has been. Hey, no, he's, hey. he's not completely lying. Like, if I could have a car with no machine guns or a car mm. with machine guns on them, I would choose the car That's with true. machine yeah. guns. Guys, what's your favorite orange flavored cookie to eat while doing car combat? What? It's a David Jaffe cake. <laughs> ah! Wow. <laughs> Bit of a stretch, but okay, I'll allow it. Uh, we're at that point in the podcast. Yeah, that point where we're three or four beers in. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, that kind of looks interesting to me, Twisted Metal style RPG. Yeah. I support that. Way to name b- it, too. By buying the game, not by kickstarting it yeah i haven't kickstarted a single game i yeah. look forward to buying one of them when they come out i've kickstarted one game what barkley 2 okay uh, that's totally a worthy cause yes. yeah that they I need would... my money now Where? and they can have it yeah, how far along that. is that anyway oh uh, they've been putting out uh updates every week about, i feel like, like i've been hearing it for like a couple of years now well, it's not been a couple of years it's Has been it? a, no. at least at the most a year nah. yeah okay we did a like a big feature. I've only on been it. hearing about it from you, so you would you would be. The I am your source <laughs> for all things Barkley Two. He runs the uh, wikia for Barkley Two. <laughs> I do. I am the lead admin in the Barkley Two wow. wiki. It's a Barkaria. <laughs> no, I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dave. Um, bye. Shut up and lay up, guy. <laughs> um, also happening this week or last week rather. Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Dual Destinies apparently got an M rating from the ESRB. Wow, really? So good. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. The game about investigating murders, which has traditionally been kind of almost kid safe, is getting an M rating, so. The whore was beaten to death with this dildo. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I really hope it's Fuck. like it's gone all like Law and Order SVU. Yeah, that's where it's like. Well, actually, I think it's just super grotesque. Like Phoenix's new catchphrase is just "fuck." Fuck, <laughs> well, fuck that one, this shit. Abfuction. That's the download only uh, sequel, right? Probably. So I think it's just at a point where it's like we realize everyone who's buying this game is uh, to quote you, you're. A Japanese weeaboo, like you just love Phoenix Wright so damn much that you're you're in and you are an adult and you're gonna buy this game. Yeah, so the, go ahead, buy it. The only discussion about this game online is fuck Capcom for not making physical release for this game, and it's all the same people that are just like, there are. S- I'm a I'm a I'm a spitball number here with absolutely no backing. There are 
50,000 of you that will buy this game day one. Yeah. That is... I am one of them. Most of you. I will buy it day one and probably not play it for a yeah. while. Unless right. you're willing to pay an exorbitant... Even more than an exorbitant amount to like get a physical version of this game, it's not going to be profitable. So mm-hmm. if they put it out digitally... They can like just hedge be, their bets. Just and be then, happy you can get it. Yeah, right. you can just Miles Edgeworth too. You're and not getting you know, that. Yeah, nope. and at this point, it doesn't matter that it's rated M. So like, yeah, why, yeah. Why bother to censor it? Why bother to do any of that? Yeah. Erection. I think yeah. it's cool. Yeah. That actually, that's weird, but it gets me more interested in it. Yeah. And I was already pretty yeah. fucking interested in it. And also, you babbies who want a physical release for everything, dude, we've been living without it for forever, and it's yes, great. Yes, we know. Everything yeah. is wonderful in PC land, Tyler. It is so good. <laughs> no, I am not doing the elitism thing. I'm saying, like, I'm doing a get with the times thing. Like, oh, fair enough. It's over. It is over. I'm yeah. sad about it, too. I liked collecting CDs, and I have records because I'm a hipster bastard, but it's over. My well, counter-argument is, have you seen how shitty physical releases are lately? It is yeah, literally saying. nothing but a budget case, a budget sleeve, a single piece of paper with, yeah. like, legal bullshit on it, and yeah. that's it. I know you don't we even used to get, get a manual anymore. No, there's no more manual. We used the, to the get part beautiful you, stuff, yeah. but... The part that you put the disc in has like little like air holes underneath it, like that. Matters. To even cut out yeah, that much so more plastic. <laughs> yep. So that that's to cut down slightly more on the manufacturing Bullshit. and the shipping and the shipping. No. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Like what well, you have true. to understand. Well, that stuff adds weight. Like you it carry does. a box full of fucking disc cases. That shit adds up. Like, Forty copies of Leisure Suit Larry. Oh mean, my god. Can't <laughs> shit's as light as but like, <laughs> think about that. Like based on talking with people who were kind of in the heyday of like video games, PC games, um, other games where they would like put them in plastic bags with discs, they were making shitloads of money and they could put they were selling like floppy discs for like thirty, forty dollars that took them I don't know, yeah. not very long. Like, they were making a lot of money. Games have huge budgets now. They're not made by one person. Like, it's just not viable. I perf- I have a soft spot for the DVDs in my collection that are literally, like, one per... Like, literally a DVD case per DVD. And yeah. now they're fitting, like, three on one, like, side. It's bothersome, like, man. Yeah. I don't like it. My sports night DVD collection. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is nice. That's totally worth <laughs> money. Worth owning. Um, also, uh, Grand Theft Auto V revealed that it's going to have a customizable dog. Yes. Named Chop, I guess. Yes. Is that the uh, one that's in the, the car uh, with the the one guy? There's one screenshot that had a dog in it, and yeah, maybe. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh shit, they're gonna let you kill animals. There's the well, character yeah, they're going to let you kill animals. They've talked about that, that like part of it's going to be hunting. Yeah, but like killing a dog is different than just like killing like doing What like, if it's the... a real mean dog? What if it's mm. Peter Molyneux's dog? I don't I, yeah. <laughs> I I played a demo of Splinter Cell Blacklist recently where they're guard dogs and I won't kill them because I'm like I'll kill people, whatever. This, I don't give a shit. But meat like, is dogs. meat, dude. I'm Peter no. Molyneux, and this is my dog that I've digitized into <laughs> the game. It is my literal dog that I've put into the game with Tron technology. <laughs> kill my if dog. If you kill him, I will cry in real life. You can kill a dog and make me cry. People I would farm his dog so that he would tear <laughs> himself to death. That is what I would do. Uh, so, dehydration by tears. Uh, GTA dog, uh, goatee. Game of the year, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yep. 
This is the year of dogs it for is. gaming. It is. <laughs> we, and we already did top five dogs, otherwise we'd probably fact, do it it's again. It's just going to be like, no one's going to give out Game of the Year awards. It's going to be Dog of the Year awards. Uh-huh. It's going to go to GTA. It's going to go to Call of Duty. Uh, but you know what? I what feel like is that coming out this year? I don't know. Call of Duty Ghosts? Yeah. Yeah, it is? No. Is it? No, no they're, they're going to go for a staggered <laughs> release. Yeah, they're they're, uh, they're going to really give it the time it deserves <laughs> in the oven. Restraints. <laughs> 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 that's funny. <laughs> they wanted to <gasps> wait a year <gasps> to really hone the <sighs> dog. Speaking of restraint. <laughs> Uh, we gave Microsoft a ration of shit last week for uh, because of leaked documents that it leaked a bunch of information or shared a bunch of information with the NSA. However, it went a little ways toward redeeming itself this week when it joined Apple, Google, Facebook, and Twitter in putting together a letter to the NSA calling for more transparency asking that they be allowed to disclose to users uh, when and what kind of information they're collecting. Maybe not yeah. go to the length of specifically saying to people like, hey, we, we took your information. But just letting people know that this stuff will be that you're being with the NSA. Watched. Yeah. Uh, we'll, Yahoo, actually, watched. I think, didn't they win a case letting them show the correspondence in which they fought the NSA? Maybe. Yes. Okay. I think I'm just gonna say they did, and if I'm wrong, our fact checkers who don't exist will catch it. Yeah, they'll go to Yahoo and actually check. (laughs) But (laughs) I I recall that story. So some companies, hey, have actually fought what was going on behind the scenes before Mm -hmm. it was leaked. Good for them. Um, Yay. Yeah. Yeah. And Um, and I will say, like a couple people call this out for being you know hilariously paranoid, and I I do want to say that like you know. Six months ago, I probably would have said the same thing if somebody had said, there's a big government computer and they're collecting everybody's data for analysis. Like, that's stupid and paranoid. And yet, here we are. Here we it's are. Like, thing. It's like, you know... I, so I, I, if, if, if after that breach of trust, you don't look at something like Connect and think like, well, there is the possibility that this could be used in a bad way. Like, well, you're maybe a little naive. Right. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I was saying earlier too. It's like it's a blast radius thing where it's yeah. like this is a recent event that has just happened. So I think we're all a little extra paranoid. Or uh-huh. We're on heightened security. So yeah. I feel like you know that may have been a bit reactionary or a bit wacky or whatever. But yeah. at the same time, it's like this is what's happening right now, and I feel fucking weirded out about it. So I'm gonna react to it strongly. I mean, yeah. I may feel differently six months down the road. This is how we deal with this stuff. And every it night, is, it is, I shake it my Edward Snowden snow globe and give it a kiss. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And then I go to and bed like, with it watching over me. Sleep yes. well, sweet, sweet prince. Sweet prince. <laughs> yes, just like that. Sweet prince Edward Snowden. You put a little wig on it so you can stroke his hair. Sometimes I look up at the stars and one of them twinkles and I say, that's Edward Snowden up yeah. there. In Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Living in an airport. But in all honesty, I would honestly say that. I mean, what we do here is... I would say like ninety nine percent the same conversations we have in our own free time. So it yeah. is, yeah. it is kind of us just venting and shooting yeah. the That's shit. That's actually so mostly like, what the show is. Most of all the laser time shows, I would say, because we are fucking fascinating people. Oh, oh yeah, just so great. You we know, are. our insights yeah. are so deep, uh-huh. and it's oh, like, absolutely. where else are you going to get the opinion of a white cis male? It's like <laughs> nowhere. We're like the exclusive vendors of this kind of shit. <laughs> Uh, white cis males bringing you opinions since 300 BC. <laughs> Only this time it's about something that matters: video games. Yep, totally matters. Um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, if you're not a little mad about 
about all this. I'm like, yeah. be, if you're not outraged, you're not paying attention. Yeah. Well, if Visualize world peace. <laughs> Santa Cruz mystery spot. If nothing else, maybe these public freakouts and bursts of outrage will convince Microsoft and companies like them that, like, eh, maybe we shouldn't use this for surveillance. Anyway. Uh, moving on. Oh, uh, if uh, I can mention one other thing. I believe they've sure, lost sure. $850 million this year on Surface. Fuck. Yeah. Yep. Nearly well, a Surface RT like wow. nobody wants. Yep. That's not spying on anybody, so. <laughs> yep. But, you know, that's, that's just garbage. Maybe they are on the right track. <laughs> it's not competent enough to spy. <laughs> no one owns one. How can it spy on them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only Henry was here. Yeah, if only Henry was here. Microsoft just... <laughs> Desperately trying to get a product into someone's hands to spy on them, and <laughs> it's reporting back to the NSA. We we don't have any data. I'm I'm really sorry. Well, is is the Surface Pro out yet? Yes, it's like that's that's it's supposed been to out be for like, quite some uh, time. Yeah. That's supposed to be like the actual decent because it's the running like actual was. Windows. Shows 8. how good their marketing is. <laughs> People yeah. don't even know it's a product that they hey, can but purchase. But they danced a lot around yeah. the office table in that mm-hmm. one ad. Yeah. I think um the Halo game is out though. Oh, is, it, no, that's some, not uh, on some Microsoft devices. I was, we reported on that, but then basically, since it was like a Windows 8 exclusive, yeah. stopped reporting on it because our readers <laughs> don't have Windows 8 and don't want it. Why would you? But if your name is Henry Gilbert or you own a Microsoft your dedicated tablet device, I believe that it's okay. The is new it? Halo it's tablet okay. game is out. So. Oh, but do you know anything about it? I heard it's pretty good. <laughs> from Chuck down at the Microsoft store. No, no, I heard. I, I've heard from actual people who have played it that it's a good, it's a good RTS kind of. Uh, okay, game. no, I believe that. You just have to ha- have a device that not. That There's one like says out. Dave Rudd, an employee of official Xbox. Shut up. <laughs> what was what was the one? There was one game exclusive to Windows 8 on the Windows 8 store. Birds. No. That's not Doodle correct. Jump? Angry Birds Star Wars. Tiny Wings. Angry, Bir- Angry Birds Halo Wars. It doesn't Ooh. Super Brothers. doesn't matter what... <laughs> Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP. Yes. That, <laughs> my favorite hipster bullshit game <laughs> in the world. I love that game. It's like a wreck. It's like an EP, but a game. How do you do that? That is the worst title of any game this entire generation. Dis- any despite platform is... <laughs> also, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP. Sorcery EP. spelled wrong. Spelled S-W-O-R-C-E-R-Y. I had to type that out a couple times on the other day, and I was like... Fuck you! I don't want to type this out. This is ridiculous. Oh, but anyway, this guy who made who signed this like Windows 8 exclusivity contract, like basically, is managing to now release it elsewhere, and was just like, it was the worst idea I ever had. Wow, <laughs> poor guy. Uh, no one bought it. Uh, that's sad. So that's anyway. the end of our Surface tangent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's about it for for major news this week. So uh, we're going to move on to our community segment. And before we start talking about question of the week, all that fun stuff, I want to introduce the new thing I've been teasing, which is actually just a contest. But it's a very simple contest. I've amassed a, this is in honor of our 25th episode, I've amassed a big, just sort of random pile of prizes, some of them even from this year's E3, some of them I've just had lying around for years and years and years. I will describe them now. They, there is a Witcher 3 puzzle. Which you can, uh, it's, it's just basically a jigsaw puzzle of you a You brought screenshot. that home? I left it I in did. the room. I did, just so I could give it away to somebody. I have a keychain slash bottle opener from Arkham Origins in the shape of a batarang. 
which is awesome. I have, uh, what, what else do I have? I have a pair of Angry Birds boxer shorts, still in their original packaging, unopened, size large. A Saints Row dildo baseball bat. <laughs> if you win, I, wish I, I had one of those. wear them for one night. There is one that made my jaw drop in terms yeah. of how old it is. I don't know if okay. you're going to make it. Yes, a, I probably will. The, uh, that, yes. That's, uh, that was a terrible <laughs> mime. It's, it's, it's gun shape. <laughs> so um, I also have a Darkwatch t-shirt size XL, which is com- vacuum compressed into the shape of a like a hockey puck. If I may. What uh-huh. the fuck is Dark Watch? Dark Watch is a PS2 Xbox game that uh, came out in, I think, kind of late in the cycle, the last console cycle, and it was about a about vampires in yeah. the Old West, basically. Huh. It was sort of like a steampunk Old West thing where you played a guy named Jericho Cross. Wow, that who sounds gets like bit by a vampire. Sounds like something that would be kickstarted right now. <laughs> I, uh-huh. re- I remember that more. <clears throat> sorry for. Uh, like Halloween costumes popping up like that year or maybe the next oh, year yeah, yeah, where yeah. it was like Jericho Cross costumes like, like really just like a uh, I don't know if it was literally the company that made the game offering that hmm. Halloween costume but it was like did you receive a blunt trauma blow to the head where Fanime was the only thing you remembered for an entire year <laughs> yeah. it's like a black trench coat with the black floppy hat and a round top <laughs> See, and like I, a I scarf you wore around your head I was brought to the development company that made it, and they knocked me out and locked me in their basement for a year. <laughs> and, and all I remember for 2007 is literally Dark Watch related news. Wow. That's, that's PR at its finest. Really? Wow. Well, so anyway, you can get a Dark Watch t-shirt. <laughs> a vacuum compressed in the shape of a hockey puck. I've never opened it. I may have bled on that. There is, Sorry. A, there is another super old vacuum compressed t-shirt in here. Resident Evil Outbreak file yes. number two t-shirt. In the shape of a gun. That is probably older than some of our listeners. Yeah. It may even be valuable, but I wouldn't actually uh, hazard Who would that ever guess. Google it or look for it on eBay? The Certainly answer is not no me. <laughs> These two products were the very two the very first two products to be uh-huh. vacuum sealed yep. into a shape. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. That was that's a relatively new thing. Mm-hmm. I got a Saints Row shirt uh, vacuum sealed into a dick shape. Oh nice. <laughs> I don't have Oh, you should, you should do that. He's anyway. waiting in for us right now. It's really awkward. Yeah. I also have uh, runner-up prizes. Uh, those of you who follow me on Twitter may remember a month or two ago when I said, hey, look at this stack of exactly 25 Animayhem booster packs that I found that have been sitting under my bed for like the last decade. Uh <laughs> Who wants them? Please uh, explain. Yeah. What the fuck is Anime Anime Hem is an anime-themed trading card game that uh, was around in the mid to late 90s and basically brought together a shit ton of anime properties like Dragon Ball Z and uh, No Need for Tenchi and... Uh, can Tenchi Muyo fight yeah. Goku? Is that what I meant? Uh, basically, yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Although not with the booster packs that I have because I never got the Dragon Ball Z. So this series. is like These a are series two. Oh, series two. So this is like a game fact bracket battle, but in like trading sort of. Games. Yeah. That's what it sounds All like. Right. So uh, I will give five packs each to five runners up. So twenty-five for our twenty-fifth episode. Now you may be wondering how can I enter this contest? Mm-hmm. It's very simple. All you need to do is follow at VG Apocalypse and send us a tweet that says, I want to win, hashtag 25, that's 25, and you'll be entered in a random drawing. So uh, get on Twitter, do that, win a big pile of shit from us. It'll be awesome. 
Nice. Those anime. What was it? Anapocalypse. What? Anime him. Anime mayhem, right? That's probably better. <laughs> that reminds me of this kid I knew who really, really loved Dragon Ball Z, but he was kind of—he's um, a little bit neurotic. I, I'm sure he. Well, you're gonna it. say he's a little bit touched in the head. <laughs> <laughs> but so he he loved Goku, and so we would mess who with him. Who doesn't? <laughs> because we were mean, and uh-huh. we would just we would tell him you're like, bitch, I look like Goku. <laughs> we, well, we would tell him like, who doesn't? <laughs> I bet, I bet blank could beat Goku in a fight and he would flip out. This was like in, in high school. Uh-huh. Yeah. High school. When so we, he really should have been old enough to know better. Yeah. yeah so, this and was we, in post call. <laughs> this was a year ago, uh, <laughs> but we were assholes. So we really liked messing with him. So one time in the middle of the class, I, I like leaned over to him and said, Jesus could, and he just yells, "No, he couldn't!" <laughs> and the teacher turns around like, "What the fuck?" And I was, and I'm just snickering like an asshole because I was a jerk in high school. Um, and he got sent to the principal's office, and then I actually felt really bad. Oh, you um, should, because I I messed with him way too much. And we, uh, I, I remember one time someone was going da 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 and then he just yells out in class, "That level's hard." And we all crack up. Wow, really? He got in trouble was, again. Was he, like, autistic or something? Was I, he on he, the spectrum? He could have been. I don't know. I, that makes me feel worse for messing with him in high school, yeah. if he were. Yeah, so he I shouldn't like tell he the story. He sounds like he had a problem. It's terrible. Uh, you know what? We befriended him in the end. Okay, well, that's that's good even if it's We We kind of trolled him for years, and then we're <laughs> like, at the end, like, yeah, we've grown up. You're all right. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so question of the week. Last week was, what is the best or most memorable deal you've ever gotten on a game? It asked in honor of the Steam sale, obviously. Um, Stabby Joe started the forum thread at lasertimepodcast.com slash forums and lasertime show discussion. So he gets to be read first. I once bought a Wii for 30 pounds at a local hardware store. Cooler hardware stores in England, obviously in a stock clearance and sold the new copy of Super Paper Mario that came with it elsewhere for the same price, essentially getting the console for free. The strangest thing, however, is this was in 2008 when the console was still popular. Did That's... he open up the extra port in the back and there was $2,500? Oh, there? man. <laughs> there was so much money in the back of that week. He opened it up and there was a safe and he posted a picture of the safe on Reddit and then... Inside the later safe. opened it. Inside Ooh. the safe was an N64, and then you open the N64 expansion port. Crown jewels. Yes. <laughs> so there's there's exhibit directing a sequel to Inception. <laughs> exhibit holding five thousand dollars just for you. Yeah. Yo, Doug, I heard you like five thousand dollars. So I put five thousand dollars in your five thousand dollars, so you can five thousand dollars while you five thousand dollars. And then you had too much money and you died. Yep, exactly. That's how it works. Jar in the comments says, About ten years ago, I saw Mega Man 2 in a friend's garage. I said, Can I have that? And she said, Yes. Well, she was wrong to do that. Best deal ever. That almost sounds like a sex act. Yeah, my best deals ever is where I borrowed things and didn't give them back. That's just. I'm just saying. I once asked the girl if I could have Mega Man Two in her garage, and she said yes, and it was the greatest day of my life. And and your dad was like, "The fact that you're calling it Mega Man Two means you're not ready for it." (laughs) (laughs) Hey, girl, you want a Mega Man Two? Sounds like some a sex act soldier boy would make up. (laughs) I'm Mega Man Two, that hoe. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I say you. <clears throat> so uh, I'm alive. OMG says. Let's see. I tricked a kid into selling a Saturn and a copy of Panzer Dragoon Saga to me for fifteen dollars at a garage sale in two thousand one. When you say I tricked him into doing it, it makes you sound like an asshole. <laughs> say kind of you does. haggled him into it, or you. Anyway, uh, yeah. He also talked an old woman at a pawn shop into selling him a PS3 days after launch for two hundred and fifty dollars. Which, if I remember, that console when it came out was somewhere in the neighborhood of six five hundred ninety nine US dollars, five hundred ninety nine US dollars, five hundred ninety nine US dollars. <laughs> he also bought a complete copy of Doctor Mario at another pawn shop for twenty dollars after convincing the clerk it was incomplete. Wow, imagine that conversation. <laughs> Some fucking guy like, I just get out of my store. Fine, give me the goddamn twenty dollars, you asshole. Take this. Uh, he's stolen countless games with the aid of coworkers at multiple jobs. I buy stacks of niche games at launch only to sell them at triple or quadruple the price in a few months later. Past few years, I bought copies of Call of Duty for sixty and sold them at bus stops and schools for seventy or eighty. Before you judge my awfulness, please know that this is a pretty complete list. I don't enjoy doing things like this, but the few times I see an opportunity, I have to take it. You sound like a terrible drug dealer who doesn't have any drugs, but goes to bus stops with copies of Call of Duty. You know, uh, I mean, he's he's living that capitalism lifestyle. He you is, know? yeah. America has taught him to be this guy. I've mentioned this story before, but there was also a young gentleman in my life who, when uh, Zelda, uh, the Ocarina of Time, came out for N64, mm-hmm. he and his father, his father fronted him the money, they went to every store in our city and a few of the surrounding cities and purchased every single copy of it so that when you went to a store to buy it there were none available if you wanted one you had to purchase them from him what a fucking asshole <laughs> yep yeah. to, to paraphrase he, he, a character from heavy rain fucking asshole fucking asshole <laughs> uh, um, speaking of which lucky seven says well i shoplifted a ton of games when i was a kid that's it those aren't technically <laughs> deals. That's Five finger a- discount, man. <laughs> T- uh, tubular. Uh, Lord English, which I guess is a Richard Garriott joke. I <laughs> guess. I hope. Uh, it's oh, his, you, his l- smaller brother. You are. Yeah. <laughs> it exists inside of him. <laughs> it's like Corato from fucking Colato. Yeah, it's, it's his um, subsumed twin. <laughs> Quay. That picture of Lord British in front of the fire, you can kind of see his his smaller version kind of in the back getting singed by it and it's screaming. Like, like his Jonas venture, if you will. Uh, but he says, Jonas Lord Jonas. English... Uh, a Nintendo DSi along with Professor Layton and the Curious Village for 75 fucking cents. Fuck! Eventually sold it for 55 euros to fund getting a 145 euro 3DS. Thank you, Dublin Thrift and used game stores. Wow. A lot of those uh, denominations make no sense to me because they're euros. So I'm also confused. Pounds? Yeah, I don't, Dublin? I, I choose not to recognize your deal. 75 cents in what currency? That would be euro euros. 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 Nobody says euro cents, but euro cents is a real thing. <laughs> but this it's is the in equivalent of cents in America, Dublin. but it's euro cents. Yeah, well, it's euros. 
They using euros? Yeah. Yes. I Ireland has been euros. Ireland hasn't been pounds since like ninety seven. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> They're sort of independent. They sort of have like a big war in the north over that. I know that's that. a separate issue. <laughs> but the European that's Union. That's a Lord of the Rings. Game. You cannot blame me for being confused about the European Union. It is fucking confusing. Iceland is sure. and isn't in the European Union. Like this all is the, true. This is true. There's all these like some countries use euros, some don't. Was, was Turkey ever admitted? I. Who knows Excellent what they're question. doing? Hakan, uh, he bear hugged their <laughs> the U the, the, the EU constitution. Minister. The oh. EU, con yeah, I can't make this joke. I don't have the prerequisite <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> well, uh, crepe crisis says <laughs> <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> That's what he says. I'm definitely going to tweet about this. I recently <laughs> bought Kingdoms of Amalur for $5 at Best Buy thanks to an at gamer coupon. After doing all that can be done in the game, I returned to GameStop, returned it to GameStop for $18. Woo! 80 hours of fun, platinum trophy, and $13 in my pocket. I also remember getting Mario Sunshine, a guide, a wave bird, and a Nintendo Power subscription renewed for something like $120 or so. It wasn't a great deal, but I remember the heck out of it. Okay. <clears throat> I have a response on the forums from Odie Etsy, mm -hmm. who said, When I went to buy Borderlands 2, I found the last copy still had a sale sticker on it. Des despite it being a week after the sale had ended, they honored it anyway, so I got it for 30 instead of 60 also, someone on 4chan bought me a copy of Fallout New Vegas for no reason, which is cool, because now it's one of my favorite games. And his signature picture, I really enjoy. It's, uh, I don't know if that's Deadpool. Oh, no, I think it might be Spider-Man, because uh, there's a woman hanging out the no, window saying... No, it's Deadpool. Is it? Okay, she says, cool, but Spidey, what's your sign? He says, cancer, I guess. Hmm. And I, I just like that nonchalant. <laughs> if someone ever asked me what my sign is, because I don't actually know what it is, I would probably just say cancer, I guess. You don't know what's your birthday. Well, I, I actually, I know. I know I'm a Taurus, but I would, if I gave... You a Ford Taurus? Yes. If I, if I gave less of a crap about my sign, I would say cancer, I guess, just because yeah. it's like... I'm going to say Taurus, I guess. I'm a Taurus, too. No, we're, you would, wouldn't you want to say cancer? Because mm -hmm. it's like... I'm yeah. going to guess he, he got cancer probably as a side result of uh, getting Spider-Man's powers, probably through a lot of radiation. Mm. Although, cancer, I don't think Deadpool can get cancer because he's got that healing no. factor. Yeah, Deadpool. Which is a kind of cancer in and of itself. Because <gasps> that's basically what cancer is. Well, is an advanced healing factor no. where your your cells no, sort of no, regenerate at an accelerated rate and explode. Is, there well. just aren't enough opportunities in life to say cancer, I guess. Yeah, cancer, I guess. <laughs> What's killing Walter White? Cancer, I guess. <laughs> like you never really just guess about cancer. Either yeah. it's something you have or you don't. Why are you losing so much hair? Hmm, cancer, cancer, I, I guess. guess. <laughs> or it could be male pattern baldness. I don't know. <laughs> That's that's a new catchphrase. Cancer, I guess. That is the video game apocalypse catchphrase. Uh -huh. yeah. uh, here's one I can relate to. Juice and Pancakes says, I remember waiting in line for a few hours to buy a PS3 on launch day. I bought the 60 gigabyte 599 US dollars version. 599 US dollars. 599 US dollars. 599 US dollars. Red Racer. The version. <laughs> and experience. Giant enemy crap. And experienced the exact situation that Michael has described before on various podcasts. I was so angry at the console and was so embarrassed that I had just spent $600, which was a very large percentage of my bank account at the time, on this system. 
I had instant buyer's remorse and decided maybe I should see if I could sell it and get my money back and maybe revisit it some other time. I crossed my fingers and sold it on eBay, hoping to make the money back, and ended up getting $900 for it, making $300 for absolutely nothing just a couple of days after buying it on launch day. I waited about a month and I waited about a month and a half and bought a new PS3 effectively for $300 cheaper because of my profit from selling my initial regretful purchase. What a weird time. I hope he included the Talladega Nights Blu-ray. Oh man, yeah, you have to. Yeah. It was a really weird time. I was still I don't know, I might not have been an intern at Games Twitter. Maybe I just started. I don't remember. I might have been an intern, but I remember like driving home with a PS3 debug and the trunk of my car like past the lines on launch night and just like feeling kind of elated and terrified it was really <laughs> weird it was a weird time that that last console launch yeah it was well i remember like there were a ton of speculators and none of them supposedly none of them made any money yeah. like that the market yeah. crashed immediately for ps3 speculation because nobody wanted it for more than six hundred dollars which was mm-hmm. already exorbitant yeah. Yep. So good on you for being able to make that money. Whereas Wii's, Wii's did sell for That's a while. That's true. Yeah. And they were really hard to get. I didn't get one for months afterward, and I had to line up at 5 a.m. in front of fucking Target. That's what I, I, got, I did. I, I was that. there since, like, fucking midnight. I sat all night on oh fucking Wii, yeah. Wii launch the, morning. The, there were other shit. people who had been there much longer than I had by the time I showed up. Man. And I remember, like... At when they finally opened, like at nine a.m., there were like a dad came with his kids, and they were turned away, and I felt kind of bad. You, you didn't wait here, exactly. Shit bird. Yeah. Exactly. It's I, like, well, I didn't wait here for three hours for nothing. I, I remember, stayed up all night for one and sold it a few months later to an intern whose name I don't remember. <laughs> came straight out for like two hundred dollars. I remember I bought that and I got it, and it was like I got Trauma Center and uh, Twilight, uh, whatever the fuck's name of the game was, Twilight Princess. And I bought both of those, and I'm sitting there, and I was like, yes, I got this shit. And it's in the, like, plastic bag, and I'm in the toilet, because I had to piss, because I've been sitting in line uh-huh. for fucking 17 hours. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and, like, the piss is splashing off of the urinal into the fucking bag, and I'm just like, fuck, man. Why I'm am peeing I on this? my Wii. I'm peeing on my wow. Wii. Hey, I'm that's its own kind of hilarious. <laughs> I had breakfast with the people who were behind me in line after we got our Wii. Nice. We kind of became like friends for we a little bit. Formed the community. That's cool. Yeah, and then, we, and then I I tossed them out like the Wii <laughs> <laughs> for two hundred dollars. I actually sold them to the same intern as friends I was to like, a Thai sex slave master. <laughs> I'm surprised you guys. Cute didn't. couple though. They were sweet. Well, that's you what you get for waiting for a console in Fallout Two. <laughs> did we read our Creative Assassins? Uh, no, I don't believe we did. Well, I will read that real quickly. <clears throat> so, uh, Creative Assassin says. Since I'm a big retro gamer, that's the source of my best deals. I found Little Samson for SNES for $10. It's on eBay for around $500, apparently. Ninja Gaiden Trilogy for SNES, $5 at a pawn shop. It's about $100 on eBay, apparently. Mega Man X3 for SNES, $10 from a video store that's going out of business. He also got Earthbound for $10 from another video store. Fuck that guy. Was it the full version to be... It's probably just the cart, but even then the cart's still worth 150 A complete copy of that game is worth like $350, $400. Oh, I worked at a Funko Land and I got it for $50. And That's... now I have the whole fucking version. Oh, fuck you, Dave uh... Redden. You don't love it as much as I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you also went to a uh, pawn shop uh, and got a copy of Super Mario RPG for 5 bucks. 
Several times, this is a good one. Several times a friend of mine needed money for weed, and over time he sold me his Sega Nomad Master System and his Master System games. Uh, and some S NES games for $50 or so. He gave Mr. Elson, which was, I believe is Mr. Brett Elston, a Reptile Mortal Kombat slash G.I. Joe action figure and a Veteran Bodyguard Magic the Gathering card, currently selling for $0.99 cents on Star City Games, for a Mint Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, not gray, not for resale card. Pretty great. <laughs> he gave his friend $20 in a Lando Calrissian action figure for a Chrono Trigger and three PlayStation games. He gave his sister half a stick of clove gum for her copy of Goonies 2 for NES. Wow. <laughs> I gave her the other half for her copy of Metroid. I love how, <laughs> how nonsensical these trades become later on. They're not even for cash for this person to buy drugs. Yes. It's like... <laughs> Sonic Adventure limited edition Dreamcast game from work for free. It was mixed in with some demo discs. I was given a pearl blue backlit Game Boy Advance SP for free by my boss. It was in immaculate condition. This guy seems like he knows how to uh, chisel shit out of people, if nothing <laughs> Good else. Good for him. And God bless you, creative assassin. We love that. you. You'll yeah. go far in this life. Can I quickly bring up my favorite retail? Like, I worked at video game retail at a Funko Land. Go for it. Uh, that's, the, that's my go-to funniest name for a retail store is Funko Land. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I worked there. And... Um, like when the Dreamcast was at Death's Door, uh, there was a two for one deal on Capcom Dreamcast Fighters. So I got Marvel vs. Capcom 2, um, Project Justice? Project Justice, yes, nice. and Power Stone 2. It was a two for one deal and they were 20 bucks each. So, wow. Like, I, I, they're probably not that much like upgraded on eBay in terms of like getting my money back, but I just felt like, holy shit, I got like three. Like great Capcom fighters that are somewhat rare for that price. Um, I want to read some random chap's uh, response because and and because he his avatar is like the worst official uh, picture of Batman ever drawn, where Batman's just like making that face with like huge teeth, uh, and he looks like there's something wrong with his brain. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to read it in that voice, the voice I imagine coming out of that face. <clears throat> I bought Blood Dragon, Bioshock Infinite, and Crisis 3 for about $450. It was a good deal because it came with a free graphics card. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Christ, that hurt. (laughs) I'm sorry, that hurt. Michael, I'm not wearing hockey fans. Was it a good graphics card? It's important to have graphics cards because they make your games run better. Yeah. yeah, run more gooder. Yeah. I hope it was uh, like, I don't know, 450 kids. Was it a... 450 US dollars. 450 US dollars. 400, was it a GTX 670? I want to He know. doesn't say. I Ray want to Dracer. know. Ray Dracer. Just oh, find no. out what Even graphics card came with Bioshock Infinite, Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon. I can't think of and anything. And Crisis 3. I guess it must have been an AMD, but... It would have been this year. Really? Huh. Probably. Well, obviously, because of those games. Uh-huh. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if it were last year, then it was a graphics card from the future that he purchased from a tri- time traveler. I did that. You did? Yeah. You got a, uh, you got the GTX, like, a <clears throat> 9... No, I got an AMD Radeon... Ew. 9001. Whoa. 
Goku joke. You guys ever heard of Dragon Ball Z where over 9,000 is like, yeah. whoa, that's crazy because Nappa's like looking at I heard Scouter. And I, heard like, I heard whoa, that. Whoa, I heard that. I heard that. Whoa, that's a lot of power. I heard balls. that meme joke. I see it on Reddit and 4chan every day. It's kind of old. I'm surprised they still use it every day. Go to 4chan.reddit. Right. My wife Some is over 9,000. Slash R. My wife. Twitter. My wife. My, my wife. wife. My wife. Over 9,000. <laughs> and we're done here. Somebody else read one for Go to somethingawful.reddit slash r slash 4chan and find your free over 9,000 uh, coffee mugs. This guy here mentioned, uh, what his name is? Okay, let me see if <laughs> no I can response. do this. Hyton Lizzie went home with Hit Antista. on Lizzie? Hit on Lizzie went home with Antista. Ah, it's good. nice. Nice. It's good. Uh, he has uh, one post. Uh, <laughs> He, his best deal was the THQ Humble Bundle, which is quite a great bundle, to be honest. Mm-hmm. He got uh, Saints Row the Third, Metro 2033, Darksiders, Drift Faction, Armageddon, and Company of Heroes. Uh, and for seven t- and a THQ property. He got a uh, the uh, right he to purchased, a yeah. THQ property. <laughs> property yeah. It comes with each bump. This guy yeah. now owns Darksiders. <laughs> he does, yeah. Nobody can make Darksiders without giving this guy a green light. But yeah, six bucks for all those games is an excellent deal. That is a good deal. Uh, Darth Ender X says, Why doesn't anyone on the podcast know that polecats are skunks? We do know we were just making fun of the words that can be, you know, putting yes. pole and cats together. It's funny. Everybody knows that. Imagine a, a pole knowledge. dancing cat. Yes. Hilarious. It's far funnier than a skunk. <laughs> uh, those six says, I guess the Humble Bundle for Christmas 2011 had had like 10 games near the end. Meat Boy, Cave Story Plus can't remember the rest and it only cost me about five bucks what also made it special was that coincidentally all the games were in steam christmas hill 2011 achievement list so i also got a ton of coal just for playing them i have no idea what that means is that a thing that happens with steam you don't get worry coal? about it don't worry yeah it's, it's a, a periodic thing. steam thing where even if you played steam now don't you wouldn't understand it. what that's about okay and then in addition, he mentions Mercenaries 2 and Godfather 2 for $1 each at my local dollar store. That's pretty good. Yeah. About four-ish years ago. Boy, is Mercenaries what? still glitchy. What the hell kind of dollar <laughs> store sells video games? Where? Yeah. Where is this? It's I think like, dollar stores, it's like you can get some toothpicks and a, a ShamWow that's been used. And a public domain copy of three episodes of uh, <laughs> I Love Lucy. That are in Spanish. And, yeah, a, a plastic spoon. <clears throat> one last one. Uh, Sir Wiki Freaky says, <clears throat> My most cherished deal? Getting my parents to buy it to, to guy? To buy almost... Every single video game and system I've ever owned before turning 18. Good deal. It made me feel bad to think about, especially since my dad bought the Namco Museum game for the original Xbox so he could have something to play with me. Aww. His dad is a big map. His dad was a big map. His dad was a big map. Sorry, what were you saying? His dad was a Big Mac? His dad we're, was a Big Mac. We're too many beers into this podcast, but... Uh, His dad was a Big Mappy fan. That's sweet. I, oh. uh, I also do feel bad about the things my parents bought me, especially the ones that I ended up hating and not yeah. playing. I feel worse about the things my parents still buy me that I don't play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the American Gladiators game. Actually, like, recently, my parents bought me a 360 game, and I'm like, I don't... 
I love it. Sneaking. Thank Thanks, you. Mom. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, you really think I don't know how much you spent on this. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. amazing. You scratched the price tag off. Uh, I I know exactly what no. I Zumba Fitness for Connect. Uh, Thanks, Dad. You shouldn't have. No, really. <laughs> no, really. It's my job to be have access to these. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah. Don't, exactly. don't worry about that. <laughs> Buy me toilet paper or something. I need that. Seriously, like a new pillowcase yeah. would be glorious. <laughs> Can't like, you get me new underwear for Christmas? Mine's Just getting once. all yellow because I sweat on it. Just some new pillowcases, please. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, new question of the week, pursuant to our top five. What is your personal game of the year for 2013 so far? Yes, I can talk about PC Ideally, bullshit. this should be something you have played. Uh, in my case, it's State of Decay, which didn't make it into our top five, but which consumed me for weeks, and it was almost a relief when I finally finished it and got all the achievements because, oh god, I don't have to play this anymore. <laughs> but... State of Decay, super, super fun. Uh, basically, open world, GTA plus zombie infestation. Uh, lots of just random goals popping up that you can pursue. Uh, kind of a skeletal story. Only on 360 now, sadly. Really buggy, but lots and lots and lots of fun. I've heard nothing but great things about that, Michael. You should have heard nothing but great things about it, because it's a great fucking game. It and did even- come out at a not-so-great time, because it like that came out within a week or so, maybe... Slightly after, uh, no, slightly, slightly before The Last of Us, but it was the same conceit where it's like you're you're in a world overtaken by zombies, uh-huh. but they are dramatically different. This is a kind of cruder uh, open world game, yeah. whereas that's a very structured. But it did totally get overshadowed because it's like people can only yeah. talk about one zombie game at a time, and, and they both came out within a week or so of E3, yeah. where it's yeah. like that's true. But it, it is weird because like it starts out and it looks kind of really ropey and you think it's not going to be very good because it doesn't look very good. But then like there's so much fucking gameplay and so many different animations built in for all these tons and tons of weapons you can find mm-hmm. to bash zombie skulls in. Uh, you can build up a camp of survivors, basically, and you can choose where that camp is. There are a bunch of potential housing sites uh, across this map, which is just basically like this small town in the middle of fuck-ass nowhere. Sounds good. It, 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 is it, that in Nebraska? Yeah. Fuck-ass nowhere, Nebraska. <laughs> fuck-ass nowhere, capital of Nebraska. <laughs> All right. Exactly. So it's basically... I'm, I'm sorry Daisy, that one guy in whatever. Nebraska who still listens to this. But uh, um, well, no, it's, I, it's I look not forward to it on PC. And it's interesting because the characters have distinct personalities that you recruit mm. but they there is permadeath like the way you were describing it, it yeah. sounds a bit like a roguelike there, in a way. there are a bunch a of times when well not quite because it's the dark souls of zombie roguelikes yeah well, that, that's the terrible joke is everything's the dark well, souls it's of that like yeah. i i had built up a couple characters so they were like really powerful and they were just like playing through fucking zombies and then I've I was chasing after the achievement where you get everybody's aerobics stat up to, or somebody's aerobics stat up to maximum. And I was almost there. And then I was like, hey, there's a crowd of zombies over there. I should fuck with them. And that ended with my character being ripped in half. Game immediately saves. That character is just fucking gone. And now I have have to play as one of the other characters. That's what you get for your hubris. But the world is persistent. Like, when a character dies, you have to go out into the world and recover their belongings and bring them back. Kind of like Zombie U, but people actually gave a shit about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it was actually fun. Hmm. How much is this game? Um, I don't know. It's probably like $15, $20. 
I bought it a long time ago, so I don't really remember. Steam but, sale has taught me not to pay anything more than ninety nine. Well, for it's you. not on Steam yet, yeah. so yes, it won't be for a little while. I yes, I will not pay more than three ninety nine for a game. Oh. It has been one of the like Xbox Live Arcade's top sellers, yeah. like and justifiably so. Yeah, and like. Uh, the only like the other major top seller for Xbox Live Arcade has been mm-hmm. uh, Minecraft, which was twenty bucks. And this game is either twenty or fifteen, and it's one of those games that proves like yeah. people will pay a lot for an Xbox Live Arcade game if mm-hmm. it's actual, yeah. if it's a quality game, and if it's a ten dollar piece of crap like R.I.P. Department or Pacific mm-hmm. Rim, yeah. nobody's gonna buy. It. No. Like you have to. If, it depends what you put into it. Yeah, but uh, there is there's also a research management or research resource management aspect, and ah. that you have to go out and gather food and supplies <clears throat> cool. and medicine. And if you don't have enough of these things on a day to day basis, it will start causing problems in your camp. Oh, People will have good. emotional issues that you need to go and deal with. So it's cool. Somebody else go. Uh, my choice so far for game of the year outside of the top five. Yes, all these are outside of the top five. Yes, yeah, uh, is Runner Two, which is um, it's not that much different from the original Bit Trip Runner, which is a um, rhythm based. Uh, I don't know exactly what the genre is called, but uh, like Infinite a, Runner. Infinite Runner. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, one of those games where yeah you're constantly running, and in this game, it's in rhythm to a soundtrack and. Um, I played through it entirely on debug for review. Then I got the real retail version and played through that completely. And I, it's just one of those games that you can, in the case of this game, there's multiple difficulty levels. So I've played it through it multiple times just to complete it on various difficulty levels. And I just, just the, the soundtrack to it and the characters within it. Like there's a, a batch of characters you unlock and they, just this week, as we're recording, they came out with a DLC pack of new characters who are super, like, they're all indie game character. Um, they're, they're all based from that. Um, Give me a taste. Of, Give me a taste. Uh, so there's, a, there's Raz from Psychonauts. Yeah. There's the guy from K-Story. There's the guy from nice. Spelunky. Wow. These are all really yeah. good games. On Steam, yeah. on Steam, there's a... Peabody, Blunkies, 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 I believe oh. it's the it's one of the guys from oh, from Portal from 2. Portal Two, not Atlas. Maybe it's Atlas. It's Atlas or Peabody. Dave, I need to know. This is God, a mission. Or, is, it, one, is it? Is there a difference? Yes. Yes. Is yeah. one more? Is one's one scrawny and one's the fat comic? Who's who's the cooler one? Is there a I difference like between Pinky and the Brain? Of course. Well, well, one's genius and the other is insane. Yeah, but it's yeah. not the one you think. <laughs> <laughs> we never learned that. Uh, but yeah, like no, I, I, I just—that's the one game I've actually went and completed twice this year. Just because it's—it's it's one of those games you can. Holy moly! Yeah, you can go back and play it in a different way. I if you hated the play first it, game like I did, would I play this one? You might because there are difficulty levels and the stages have checkpoints. Ah, that's a big that's a big Yeah, character. that that even tested my patience Someone at the end of the original run. Right. As a Steam gift, which is very sweet. Because they said they Play appreciated it. the podcasts. Oh, I yeah. cannot remember that person's name, but it was very sweet of them. It was uh, Pseudo-Bread. It was not <laughs> Pseudo-Bread. Uh, it was 
White something. White supremacy. Well, I, 2010. It was a joke. I yeah. got a copy of Dungeon Defenders from Corey Ward, which I will also give awesome. away in a future podcast. Ooh, ooh, ooh. But for now, Defenders I'm just going to give away game. a giant thing of junk. I'm not hearing good stuff about the sequel that they're working on, which is kind of a MOBA, but uh, or has a MOBA mode. Um, anyway, but yeah, off runner, topic. Game runner, of the year. Runner two. I think it's actually it was on sale on Steam it during was. the Steam sale and the DLC. And you probably not still under ten dollars. Right I think. Yeah, but even at I, I bought it at fifteen, and I the amount of time I put into Highly it. Highly recommend it. Yeah, I totally felt like I got my money's worth. So I my game of the year is called Rising Storm. If you've never heard <laughs> of it, that's because you're not a PC asshole like me. And you don't play super niche World War Two uh, sim games, but it is by Tripwire, creators of Killing Floor, creators of Red Orchestra, Red Orchestra Two. Both games you would have never heard of <laughs> unless you're a PC asshole. Yes, um, and Rising Storm is built off of Red Orchestra Two, started by a mod team. It's the Japanese, the the, the Pacific theater of World War Two. Um, and it's the kind of game that PC assholes like me, where it's a first-person shooter, multiplayer, uh, World War II shooter, where like you can opt to have to press a key to bolt your gun after each shot, because I'm like, yeah, fidelity, I'm an asshole. <laughs> um, and Please explain to me, though, the Japanese kamikaze sword slash bonus. Oh my goodness. Uh, so if you're playing as a Japanese, you can bonsai charge, uh, which basically means... Running forward, yelling, and scaring sh- the shit out of the Americans. So, like, there's a suppression mechanic in the game. So, if you're being shot at, if bullets are whizzing by your head, you can no longer, like, aim down the sights, depending on how much you're being suppressed. Um, and other things, things go black and white, your vision's blurry. Uh, so, the bonsai charge uses the suppression mechanic by uh, the more of you bonsaiing together, and these are 64 player matches. Wow. So you can have 32 people That's crazy. on one team just running forward going, <laughs> and like suppressing the American team to capture a point, which is very fun. However, I like to play as commander, which means I stay... Basically, as commander, your job is to talk. You There's only one commander per team, of course. You can't have two commanders. Uh, so you're behind the lines, like, crouching at a radio, mm-hmm. because the radio is where you can uh, call in... Um, uh, recon planes to show on the map where people are, but everyone else is like a rifleman, and they don't have time to look at the map, so you have to talk to them. You have to be like, hey, okay, yeah, they're coming up the left flank, da 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 So I'm doing all that stuff, but you can also call in like naval barrages, mortars, uh, artillery. So I'm on our server, and I'm playing commander for the Japanese, and I'm like getting pissed at my team. I'm like, you fuckers, come on. Uh, you're fucking losing this point. Like, we have to capture this fucking point, and you're just running one at a time and getting burnt up by flamethrowers, you fucking little baby <laughs> morons. I'm not using that language, but... Uh, it's harsher than that. Yeah, it was much harsher, <laughs> yes. And so I'm like, everyone, get to the right side of the point, hide in the jungle, we're going to rush it all at once after I call in a naval barrage. I'm like, you know, you like, in order to call in artillery, because fidelity, you have to have a squad leader, like, spot the location with sure. binoculars. And then when they spot a location, you can call in artillery there. So I'm like, I get someone to spot on the point we're trying to capture, and I call it in. 
And uh, so you actually have to wait for your character to read the orders into the radio <laughs> before the artillery falls. So I'm, uh-huh. I'm talking over the voice. I'm like, all right, yep, uh, the uh, uh, artillery is going to come down. Wait, we're going to bonsai charge after it comes down and, and wipes out their defenses there. Meanwhile, my character's like reading it in. And then, like, no one else has been talking this whole time, and someone comes over voice chat. Hey, yeah, uh, guys, bonsai now. Everyone, it's bonsai. And everyone <laughs> listens to that guy, and not me. <laughs> Holy hell. Bonsai's into the point, like, <laughs> And then, <laughs> my fucking artillery strike comes in, kills my entire team, and I get auto-kicked from my own server <laughs> for team killing. <laughs> Wow. And I'm like so angry, so fucking angry that I was like trying to help them, and I'm like I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna rejoin. Fuck them, fuck them. And then they some all immunity. They're like, oh, this guy's Canadian. Who and cares? then some guy like sends me a message on Steam. Hey, we got the point. And I was like, all right, I'm back in. So, some, <laughs> like some guy was listening. Someone cared. And that's, so a I, good, that's a great fucking yeah. gaming story, man. So I, I had to, like, log into our admin to, like, remove the temporary ban on myself <laughs> to get back in. And I, I rejoin as commander because no one took the role while I was gone. And I'm just like, fuck all of you. Fuck you. All right, let's win this game. And then we did. We actually won. Wow. So, yeah. Good story because no one was listening but that one guy. And I was like... That's that all was, you need. That was all I needed. Hearts and minds, man. Just all with I that one heart and mind. To know there was one guy who stayed in the jungle and waited, like I said. Anyway, that's my story, Grim. What's your game of the year? Uh, well, I don't want to go so far as to say it's my game of the year. But, well, so uh, far. So far. I've really, really enjoyed... The only reason I'm saying this is... I'd say my game of the year so far has been Last of Us, but... Right. This is... Again, these are outside of the top five. Outside for of, us, at least. Yes, outside of the top five. Readers can go into the top five. Yes, please go into the top five. Tell us how we're wrong or retarded yes. or fucking moronic, because uh-huh. I, I do read those things. But, uh, yeah, you I don't know. Cry. Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate you has You cry been, and you drink. Yes. I, well, that's... That's my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate has been one of my favorite things this year. I was uh, brainwashed by Chris Antista and Brett Elson into playing uh-huh. this game. Yep. Because... Yeah, they've tried. You know, they Not really try it. hard to stroke all of us into doing that. And I understand that if you think I'm a fucking brainwashed worker drone, uh, shilling myself <laughs> for the Capcom brand. But at the end of the day, it's, it's really good. I mean, uh, it has an inexcusably terrible learning curve. Like, the first... Seven to nine hours of this game are not fun. They're just not fun. It doesn't fucking capture what makes the game good because once you get to that point, they actually start sending big ass monsters at you. Mm-hmm. And the big ass monsters actually require you to really put some thought into what you're doing. Like, the game gives you basically, I'm not sure, I may be exaggerating, but it's like eight or nine weapons and they're all totally fucking different. You've got like, you know, Weeaboo Katana, uh, Cloud Greatsword, fucking School Shooter Gun, School Shooter Big Gun. Uh, you've <laughs> got a School Shooter? Because, you know, you've got a gun fetish and you're a video gamer. <laughs> All right. But basically you have a, li- a large selection of weapons to use and each one of them is totally fucking different. Like, it is... They do not work at all. Like, Brett has this thing that's like, I forget what it's called, but it's basically like a musical thing. 
and you're like a support character when you use this thing. Mm-hmm. But it's called Darkest Coffin is the name of it. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge fucking coffin he just carries on his back. And when he whips it out, nice. he'll like somehow play a song on the coffin that buffs everyone. <laughs> and then he clobbers everyone to death with the fucking coffin. And it's that's so fucking cool. That kind of is, actually. It is. It's really fucking cool. And like All right, my interest has gone from like zero to two. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying here. And then, then a Dracula comes out. And then a Dracula comes out of the coffin. And starts biting everyone. <laughs> But yeah, but I mean, the game kind of boils down to the whole, like, the World of Warcraft thing, where it's like you earned your tiered armor or whatever, where it's right. like, it just becomes like a weapon armor fetish thing, where it's like you upgrade your shit, and like, yeah, it looks good. But the whole appeal is that you actually hunt monsters. The name Monster Hunter is not a fucking exaggeration. Like, when you're actually fighting these big motherfuckers, like the really tough ones, it takes 45 minutes to an hour to kill one of them by yourself, and it's like, you'll fight them, you'll dodge their attacks, you'll keep fighting them. You run, so you have a stamina bar and a health bar, and you eventually run out of both of those things, and you run out of ways to replenish those. So it becomes like this endurance game, where it's like, you're playing against this huge motherfucking monster that's like shooting fireballs and trying to smash you and shit, and he gets tired too, and he gets fucking beat up as you hit him. So like, once the more you damage you to them, they'll start like limping, or like gasping or like drooling and shit and they'll run away from you and they'll run to another zone in the level and you have to fucking track them down and hunt them down and like you go from point to point fighting them and fighting them and they'll run away and you just keep engaging and like you're running out of like you know health shit to make you give your like health back and bring your stamina back your weapons are getting blunter as you hit them so you have to keep your weapon sharp and shit so it just has this like really primal feel where you're just like chasing these motherfucking big ass monsters down and then it's just like the initial idea of killing them is fun enough but then it's like once you figure out how each one of them works you can hit weak points on them and if you hit like their horns or their crests or like their other tough parts they'll drop like rare parts of themselves that you need to like make new guns and weapons and armors and shit so it's like the first time you kill them that's its own reward but then it's like once you figure out how they work you can like specially hunt them to try and like whack off like their tail or their fucking you know horn or whatever so you can make cool armor or cool weapons and stuff it's really it's a really fucking good game it is I mentioned this to you online it is trapped behind a huge fucking wall of terrible Japanese game design where it's just like this is the most incomprehensible bullshit but once you get over that hump it is really fucking fun and for like 30 bucks or however much it costs content wise that game is fucking ridiculous like the amount of shit there is in that game if you get over the hump and get into it it's endless you'll spend 200-300 hours playing that game no problem Hmm. to pimp the the Brian Tista contingent right below Runner two for me, DMC. That that game is super good. Yeah, it was it's, it was really really good. Yeah, yeah, and, better than it gets credit for. I think definitely, I agree. Yeah. And I know, like, I've actually seen people give a shit for talking well about it, but it's like, yeah, it's good. Get, it was it was really fun. I, I enjoyed, enjoyed it, it while I played it. Get over the fact that it's a different Dante. That is a entertaining game. The combat is great, yes. and who cares if it if he has black hair instead of white? Hair? Re- realize also that they've said yes. this isn't the same Dante. This is a different Dante. It's a parallel universe sort of thing. We may we reserve all rights to go back and make Devil May Cry five anytime we wanted. Right. We wanted something different with this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right. It's, it, I mean, literally whatever. no game developer or publisher can win. I mean, no. you make a direct no. sequel, it's like, yeah, come up with a new idea. You come up with a new idea, <sighs> what? 
Why would you do that? I I look at it like this. If people are getting pissed at you, that means they're paying attention and you've got a lot of fans. Probably a good thing, yeah. Enough so that uh, there's a contingent that will fucking hate you, but buy everything you do anyway. So (laughs) It's just super funny. Like There was like a, a Ubisoft thing like they... I don't know. There was a thing about them like paying attention to franchises and 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 wanting things to be franchises. And there was an announcement. Um, I don't know. It had to do with Assassin's Creed, I guess. But like, someone was like, "Big surprise! No, nothing new from Ubisoft. No innovation." And someone comments like, "You know, they're making like Watch Dogs and The Division, which are both brand new." Like. People are angry when you make new things and when you make sequels, yeah. which is very frustrating for you me because I have no... Shorten that to people are angry. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, I have no horse in this race, you know. Yeah, I well, just report yeah. on it, but like, it's just like, it's frustrating for me You're to watch... You're just an interested observer. For To watch the comments and be like, why are you angry? And then to write a different article and be like, why are you still angry because you were angry about the exact opposite thing like five minutes ago? Anyway, I'm just to, ranting. Yeah. To quick to quickly bring myself back to the person that's complaining about us like DMC too, I would just like to say that I realize this hypothetical person. No, this was an actual person. <laughs> oh, okay. I read it in the forums. He was I, like, I, Wow, I, I can't believe they fucking love this game. They're idiots. And right. I think that's fine. But at the same time it's like I get that DMC is nowhere near as complicated or like intricate as four or three uh-huh. or even two or one. But at the same time, it's still a good experience. It may not have as many weapons or as many, like, fucking, you know, crazy combo levels. And I get that. But at the same time, it's its own thing. And I think people really need to do that. I mean, I, I bitch about this a lot, too. The whole thing. You remember uh, the Ridley Scott movie? The uh, Aliens no. one? Which Prometheus. One? Prometheus. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is the biggest problem, I think, right now with media in general. Is that people get so caught up in the fucking technical aspects of it. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, fuck that. That didn't make sense. It's time for me to find plot holes. It's like... Fuck you. That's not what this is about. This is about having fun. This is about enjoying yourself. If this was a fucking, like, actual, like, factual movie, I could see that making more sense. But yeah, but Prometheus was actually bad. Yeah, it was kind of boring. I, no, fine. But I mean, <laughs> even, when you watch Pacific Rim, did you feel the obligation difference. to tear it down and go like, there's oh, yeah, well, this is a problem. Yeah, there's a difference because Big Pacific difference. Rim is a really fucking fun movie. Pacific Rim made sense in its own universe. Prometheus changed character motivation scene to scene to make the next scene work. It okay. was bad. Okay, yeah. that's fine. But at the same time, I think people still have a big problem where it's like, I need to tear this down on I a agree. fucking technical level. I agree with you How on that. How did you know what it's the black okay. Was okay. he an expert in things that Because I think Prometheus before? is a good example of a movie with serious continuity errors. I think, yes. Like, if you were to go, ugh, Pacific Rim is just a movie about robots fighting monsters and they don't explain why... I would say you're stupid. Yes, it is just a movie about robots fighting monsters. That's fine. But it's like, I think when we saw that movie and we argued about it afterwards, everyone was like, oh, this didn't make sense. I was like, shut up. Shut up. No one cares. The things in the plot that didn't make sense, you just kind of have to realize, like, well, the plot is basically there in service of giant robots punching giant monsters. Right. Right. And uh, in that context, like... I, I had no issues with the plot. The and only those... problem was that I, I had with it was that I, it was hard to see what was going on half the time. Sure, yeah, that's. But I mean, at the same time, those robots punching monsters—they're in service of entertaining you. Yes, and it's like I'm there to watch this and have fun. And I mean, even then, I—I I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I guess Prometheus didn't entertain me. Is the okay, problem. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. That's anyway, fun. that's our question of Let's the week. Let's fight about this more. <laughs> Once again, what's your personal game of the year of 2013 so far? Let's go another hour. To answer, go to VigiGameApocalypse.com and look for the article for episode 25 and answer us in the comments or go to 
lasertimepodcast.com slash forums. Go to Lasertime show discussion and uh, answer there. Anyway, uh, plugs. You can follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, or you can follow me on Twitter at Wikiparas. Somebody else go. Um, cheap podcast on the Laser Time Network is where I talk about wrestling. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at Dave Rudden, and um, my video game writings are at OXM. OXM. Just just type in OXM to a search engine. That's where you'll it, find it. Yeah. It's there. Yeah, Twitter and uh, Facebook and all. Not and, not uh, UK, just OXM. All right, all right. OXM online, twitter.com slash OXM, facebook.com slash OXM online. There. We be That's all of them. There you go. At Bread on Twitter. Uh, I have a Tumblr now. It's oh. vice, vice principles. Principles well, as in like beliefs, not I did, I actual. Did, I didn't even know you had a Tumblr. I just the principle is your plez. It's true. I'm excited, <laughs> man. I'm gonna I'm gonna bookmark that and just keep it open in a tab all day. Please do. <laughs> is it just gonna be like everything you aim us? All I, day? I, yeah, that is actually what it is. <laughs> Mostly what I aim and tweet. So yeah. <laughs> okay, because Microm is like the master of like mass aiming. I have no idea. Amusing gifts. <laughs> Uh, every day, every day, yeah. I have a flashing window, and it's a microphone. <laughs> Smoke aim. weed every day. Yes, if it's that, I'm on it. <laughs> anyway, uh, Tyler underscore Wild on Twitter, uh, PCGamer.com. Subscribe to the magazine if you like paper. Uh, I do. Um, that's about all I have to say. Exciting things coming up at the end of the month. I got some big stories going on, which I'm excited about. So. Uh, I hope you'll read about them. Also, you should run out and grab the new uh, issue of OXM, which has a Joker on the cover, because I wrote the cover story on uh, Batman Arkham Origins. I did. You also partially uh, made the cover design based on you. Really? No, we didn't. No, okay. Damn. That didn't happen. You got me me excited for a second. (coughs) And that's our show, everybody. Uh, Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye. One day I'll tell you about Vitaly. Vitaly was a Russian kid who was very violent in my school. He was very short and weird. My wife. And Vitaly. Cheers. How do you say my wife? (laughs) He was like the most Russian kid, Russian kid there could be. Did he wear like a furry hat and drink vodka all day? Kind of, yeah. (laughs) He hated gay people. I am eight years old and I have full mustache already. He stabbed a kid with a scalpel in biology. (laughs) Jesus, fuck. (laughs)